The Shred Shed Podcast. Yo, what up? This is Earl Shreds, boy. And Sydney Shreds. Ooh. And this is your number one podcast. For all things rock and roll, music, or just plain awesome. Y'all don't forget to follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you got, at Earl Shreds. And don't forget to check out the website, www.earlshreds.com. Thank Now, all of my tattoos, like I thought about and they have meaning, so that's why I like... I like hearing about other people's. That's good. I mean, mine are the same way. I don't have a single one that doesn't have like very deep meaning to yeah, me. Yeah, same. Well, I feel like a loser because all of mine are just <laughs> no, haphazard. No. One of one of mine. <laughs> one of mine is serious, but one of <laughs> it's his yeah. middle name. <laughs> That's your serious no, 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 one, girl. My one for Chris. Oh yeah, I serious. forgot about that one. Okay. Sorry. Oh, don't slurp. I do. That's how don't I start. That. That's, That's the sound I use to sync the podcast. Uh. Oh, Instead of a clap, you yeah. have a slur. <laughs> yeah. Or just the popping and open. But um yeah, you know, I'm a I am me. I uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. I understand. You know what I mean? I don't know. Can I, you give me some more me? You just are, some meat, just are you me. you? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Get uh, that was pretty deep. Give me more me. Give me more me. Is that good? <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Wow. See, I, I have a tendency try. with audio to Fix volume with gain. That is no no. Nope. It it's like a bad habit I have. I know I know it's no no. Yeah, because now I just hear Well, if you set the gain right at the beginning, then you won't have to deal with that. Well, I mean I could uh, there is some noise. I need to get a power conditioner. I did not hear any of that until you turned me up. So Morgan will often do the same thing. Hold on. Just turn the gain up. <laughs> She, if she heard this right now, she'd be so pissed, though. No. I know. <laughs> Morgan, if you ever hear this, I love you. <laughs> we love You're a valuable Morgan. friend to me. Oh, she likes it loud? She doesn't like all the gain, but she does that, right? She would rip on me for ripping on her. Oh. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're on. Is that better? Uh, Yeah, sure. Are you good? I'm good. Fine. Yeah, I'm going to roll with it. Yeah, Brynn is good. I don't care. Yeah, go. If Brent, I'm just hold on. If Brent, oh, the party lights. No, we don't need them. Give me anxiety. Oh, did they? Okay. They, they, I'm all about the party. Come they, on. They, they, they just move and it's a lot. Can I, w- would you mind if I turn them on? Dude, I, come on. <laughs> Every day I work out in the gym in the morning and I listen to Daddy Yankee and Pitbull only <laughs> because I love it. they just know how to party. Yeah. And Absolutely. it gets me hyped during. During the workout, dude, you can't be Mr. Worldwide and just. just I'm just telling you, that. like it is the opposite of my like. It's a hidden part of my personality because I'm a man of order and like rules and things like that. Everybody has their vice, but I'm just telling you, Pitbull. That's one day one. I'll be at a concert, Daddy Yankee Pitbull. Um, one of my friends went to Pitbull last year. She, she had a blast. I'm telling you, I've heard so I many stories that that's like. Experience of a lifetime. Oh, yeah, I bet. Uh, absolutely. Everybody I know that's went to see him said that the same thing. I just want to What's crazy gasolina. Is, <laughs> yes. When that song, so I, I listened to the remix. There's a remix with Daddy Yankee, Pitbull, Lil John, and yeah. I don't know if they call him Nori, but it's N O R E. And it just goes so hard. It's because, because. Don't put this on online, but because <laughs> you free, freaking little John going skeet, skeet, skeet in the background the entire yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The entire time while Daddy Yankee's just ripping it. I'm just like, 
Yeah, get yes. you going. We bench. We bench right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, if you're working out? <laughs> yes, bro. I mean, yeah. You, hype, man. You can't be sad at the gym. No. It's already a sad place. Yeah. <laughs> and I listen like Rob Zombie. <laughs> and hey, I deadlift. Brittany, because I, I know that you're qualified. If you, every once in a while, see the red light that's blinking? Yep. Make sure it's blinking. You got it. Because I can't see it. And I don't want to not catch. I can't remember the last kids, but, but the camera just turned off randomly. And I was real mad about it. Right. Especially nobody wants to see me. They just want to see y'all. <laughs> Every time the camera switches to me, they're like, put, it, put it back. Yeah, how do we fast forward? That's why I don't put the, that's why I don't edit them where that's, you can see both of them at the same okay, time. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So this one will be just all you, unfortunately. Oh, man. It's, okay. <laughs> I should have shaved, cleaned. Cleaned up a little bit. Hey, man, that is a crazy story. He told me before the podcast the story about your grandma. Crazy story, man, and um, bless her. Yes, much, much, many blessings. And um, I told you this before, but just say it on the podcast that uh, that was not right. And I, as an American, do not feel good about that. I really don't. There's a lot of things. No, it ain't my fault. (laughs) Don't put that demon on me. It ain't my fault. No, you're apologizing. They like they, they, dude, the FBI would have scooped me up for being a hippie first yeah. five minutes, no doubt. But <laughs> you know, it's um, did I mean, did she ever talk about like America in a, any other way? Never, really. My grandmother was a devout Christian, she's the reason we're my family and us are all Christians, and uh, nothing, no gossip, no, but. Negative, anything did about say, anybody, but like not even thing. just negative. I mean, did she say good things? Uh, well, if it's not negative, well, she didn't really speak possible. about America in general outside of just saying in the camps, like we had a good time, we had crafts, we had softball. She apparently pitched a slow pitch no hitter once. Wow, as a young 21 year old Asian woman, good for her. Five, for... I mean, she was five two by the time she passed away. So, I don't <laughs> so know what it means to pitch a slow pitch no hitter. I mean. But she did apparently. As a slow pitch. It's just like a woman's like were the other were the hitters elderly women? No, I mean That's they were all do, all men and women and she somehow struck like out. Like she was on the team or like this was They just, just had makeshift teams. Japanese makeshift teams. You know, Japanese baseball and softball is a big deal. Huge. And, yeah. Oh, so it was like the community team. It's, it started in the camps, yes. Hey, we need someone. She, yep. You gotta have it's gotta have something to do. She said, did crafts. Absolutely, and no doubt. Dances, crafts, softball. Yeah, my grandma draws. Got a. <laughs> she sounded like she's a great lady. It must have been. She was awesome to know her. Yeah, that's a um a very rare perspective. Yep. There's probably not a lot of um people that were uh, in the camps so, like around anymore. It's, no, it's it's a uh, and 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 like you're saying, it really is like a. You don't hear about it a lot. You don't hear about it a lot. You don't hear about the experience a lot. And I wouldn't either if it weren't for her. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was 1920 or 1940, 41. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking those people are, are in their 80s. Yeah. Like, uh, if they were born in 41, they're in their 80s. Mm-hmm. But if they were when in they, the camps, they're... When they could remember. 90 to 100 at this point. Wow. So you're talking about a generation dying out. No point. doubt. Yeah. 
That is, um, that's a crazy, crazy part of history, man. That is definitely overlooked. Yep. And um, I told, I said it to you. Uh, the only, I mean, they did not put German Americans in camps. Nope. I already told you this, but yep. I'm just saying, like, just if you have any thoughts that I consider, and I know that there are still Caucasian people that do have um, rude thoughts about, or not even just. I don't even, I, I, I think um, I hear a lot of marginalization of it. Oh, well, that's just, shouldn't have done that. That That's the, what I hear the most regarding from people that are ill-informed or just flat racist is, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And yeah. it's like, have a little consideration. And it's good, and that's, I guess, you being firsthand connected with somebody who's there is so yeah. valuable. Because it's like, it's easy to, in a book, wipe it away. Yeah. But when you know, especially your grandma, it's just, I'm glad, that I wanted to reshare this. It's cool that you can, these are cool stories. Man. Yeah. yeah awesome. I don't I want to bring up any like. No, no. I'm I, sorry if I'm getting too much into it. Not at all. I think, I mean, I think it's important though, like, you think about whether it's the Japanese in the in the camps in World War II or the civil rights movements. I mean, there's so many hot, but, hot button topics in cultures today but the truth is the objective truth is that 1940 and 1965 and things like that with the civil rights movements it wasn't that long ago yeah. right there's no agenda here we're not making political statements or anything like that but there is an objective truth to those things were still still in lifetimes of people alive today so whether it's you, you can't just wash over them you know yeah you have to acknowledge that they happened yeah no um still very recent you know uh, there, I'm a long time ago to, to me is like the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That is a long time ago. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> for like a 45 years ago, that's not that long or a hundred years ago, 1945, yeah. 40, then it, it's crazy. That's when I think about that because I do remember I'm kind of a world war two geek. It used to be a lot more, but uh, as a young person learning that, that, and then I learned it, of course, the way that most American kids are propagandized into learning and in that it's a paragraph in the book. All in response of like Pearl Harbor. Yeah, and half yeah. the paragraph is saying, uh, shouldn't have done this and this, you know. Yeah, and then just later finding out because you know you just watch chronological documentaries and the good ones, you know the good ones are forty five hours long, so everything gets, and then just learning about the whole situation, and it, then yeah, and it being overshadowed especially by like, you know how cool war is. You know, yes. every, the only thing people remember about World War Two is like how badass the planes and, but. That is why it's easily, um, I think, marginalized because it's not. Yeah, there's no explosions. You know, there's no cool airplanes, boats. It's just a shitty situation. Well, and, and we talked about how honor culture of Asia, particularly the Japanese people. I mean, you see it today. I don't know I mean, if you guys are soccer fans, but. You watched the last World Cup, the last two, three World Cups, the Japanese people, after every match that Japan would play, would stay 
behind with trash bags in the stands and clean up the stadium. Absolutely. You know, the Japanese players would clean up the locker room out of honor. And and so you don't hear about it much, but really what, what happened, it was the Japanese people would say, well, it, it, we weren't in concentration camps, so no big deal. So, yeah, they compare and say, well, we could have had it this bad, but yes. we didn't, so we consider ourselves lucky. Yeah, always to minimize like this, this the view on self and just say, like, we're lucky. We don't need to talk about us. Think, Other people have it worse. And I think that's like, for sure, like older generations think that way. But like you're saying, like the Asian culture, like I always, this is horrible of me, but I always refer back to the Mulan. Um, what's the word? Oh he says dishon- dishonor on you, dishonor yeah, on your dishonor family. your family, yep. That's oh, a real Rock. thing, though. Yeah, yeah. Chris dishonor Rock. on your cow. Chris Rock, yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's a real thing, that's though. That's what, like, I, when you said that earlier, like I shouldn't have went straight to that, but that's what I thought. <laughs> hey, well, okay. we were talking about why stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. Yeah, no, Generally, that's true, yeah. not to offend anybody, but stereotypes are often true. That's why they can be offensive because people feel marginalized or generalized. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But it makes sense because like they take honor very seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, so that's something that's the story. um, I I think a good story that sums up that or like summarizes that way is that when they had that tsunami and it hit that nuclear power plant radioactivized the whole town. Mm -hmm. And then all the older Japanese, were going working in the town and they were telling the, like the older retirees were taking the place of the younger saying, Hey, I've got, so I think, and that kind of, to me, which is, I mean, uh, it seems like a pretty good trait to have is, well, you know, I, I read a lot, uh, there's, I guess you can see totally where too much of that, them in the situation they were in. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's what they, like people that marginalized what we did, the Japanese during that time. Well, that's always what they say is like, we'll see what it leads to having so much cultural honor, but it America more and more. Now I lean more in favor of that. Sure. Maybe I'm just getting old. But, like, you know, when I was 18, I was, like, hippie F everybody. Yeah. And now, like, I don't know if you watched the Grammys last night. Did you watch the Grammys? I didn't watch them, but I've heard enough at this yeah, point. Yeah, you saw, yeah, it was, it like, was, I mean, I'm it just. over the weekend. Yep. It's just moral corruption at an unprecedented level. Well, you understand at some level why. Because the word conservative gets stereotyped just like. Politicized, yeah. But people desire to conserve a way of life. Mm-hmm. And so you're talking about you don't always – people, people some people do, some people don't. They don't always want everything to change. Yeah. And so they want to conserve something. And and that's why – that's what we're talking about here. Um, but I feel like they're, uh, they're like anti-life. <laughs> and if I'm conservative, I want to conserve my life and that I just – I don't see – Anything but just self-centered, in-the-moment thoughts with these people at all. You know, it's just with no regard. I guess now that I'm a dad and old, just it's just all <laughs> now. You know what I mean? And I just, I guess maybe it's just people aren't having kids anymore. Because I guess when you have a kid 
unless you're a sociopath or an art like a sociopathic nar- narcissist, uh, everybody changes their view. Like, mm-hmm. well, you're not living for yourself. Like, you're how many twenty-one, twenty-year-old people you may like party every night, live life today, have a kid, and next time you meet them, they're like. Like I'm putting money in the 401k, and you know they're thinking about like, damn. You have another is, human to yeah. care for. Absolutely. Like, I mean, like I hope people change their way of life. Yeah, Sam Smith ain't got no kids, <laughs> right? I, I no, nope, I, I honestly know don't know. So. And it's such a cheesy like. It, it was just a blatant representation of whatever they were doing. Like it was just yeah. very. Well, that's. Op- uh, I, I don't know. I don't even know. How you're getting that. into such a deep topic right now. Yeah. Too. Like, you say, and obviously, I don't. I know you don't necessarily mean politically. You say like anti-life because you're most really talking about anti, like what you desire in life. But that's the truth: is that society has gotten so wildly loose about everything, yeah, except for what the subjective morality of today, of the day, and I'll say today of the day, each day that passes is depending on what the mob says it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well. The mob is um, 100% controlled by mm-hmm. power, and the, like this, the Grammy thing to me is I look at Sam Smith and he's totally doing him individually his thoughts. He's a he's an uncreative. He fell off the map, and. Um, He's doing anything for attention. I don't think he did, though. No, he... Well, he musically, he kind of faded to the background yeah. for a minute there. So, him, I can see him doing this because... Well, he is doing this. Like, he's not... Sam Smith is not a Satanist. I don't think Sam... I think he's just... It was, you know, he does... He, he went homosexual. And then nobody cared. And I'm kind of copying this. Everybody's saying that. And then he went transition. Nobody cared because nobody does care. Now he's dressing up. So he's just, he's just looking for attention. But there are uh, people in charge of the Grammys. Yeah. Like, that's corporate. 100%. So his motivation is clear to me that he's just looking for attention. But the motivation of the people who we don't know the names of that are in charge for allowing that. Because it takes two. Yeah. He's got to come up with the idea, and then somebody's going to say yes. The motivation for the people at the top to say yes to that is what I don't. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. See, I don't. Where are they at? I can see where Sam's feeding the mass. He said because he said in an interview too, because uh, because they had the music video previously that was released recently, and then they had the performance. Mm-hmm. And the music video is just. I haven't seen. Is that. it similar to the? I haven't yeah, seen that. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. it's, uh, it's very similar, clips. but. His his words were that he was taking a huge risk in making the music video. And, and the, the, the interviewer that was interviewing him said, what's the risk? And he said that we're talking about this kind of sexuality. Talking about the the trans, the homosexual, you know. The, what is the risk in that? Well, so exactly. That's that's my point. And, and, and really, at this point, <clears throat> I'm not going to say that, you know, everybody, people don't have their, their troubles or whatever, but... Hollywood readily accepts the risk, readily accepts the the narrative of we need to share homosexual homosexuality, transition or trans queer, everything, LGBTQ plus. Mm-hmm. So, so the risk doesn't really exist in the realms of Hollywood. Yeah. 
if you were to say like, okay, I want to go to Huffman, Texas. <laughs> Yeah, there There's go. a risk there, yeah, because the political narrative is not the same as Hollywood, L.A. There, I agree with you. I don't think there was a risk in where he, where and to whom he released that to. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's in the minority of just letting people do what they want. I think the problem is that they're just feeding it down. Yep. Because I don't really meet anybody, and I meet a lot of people. I don't really meet people that are homophobic or transphobic. I mean, I'm not, and like. I don't think I could ever. I've never met somebody that. I have. That's, well, I think it comes I, down I to what that definition day. is too. What does it day. mean to does does homophobia and transphobia mean disagreement or hate? Correct. Or fear? You know, like what are we actually talking about there? Because a phobia is yeah. typically a fear. Yes. Like, are I you are you afraid that, yeah. of, of a, a gay fear, person? Yeah. Like, but I would yeah. say that normal. Hollywood culture has taken that definition of phobia and mean just they 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 refer to it as hate. Yeah. But but for someone who says I I don't agree that homosexuality is the way that the world should operate, is that hateful to say that? That's they would say yes. Oh. The the Hollywood agenda would say yes. Um I would say that that's not true. You can disagree with someone and not hate their way of life. Yeah. You don't have to live their life. I see, like, they, yeah, they want you to be all about it. Mm-hmm. Well, then that's what I'm saying, like, I guess the libertarian views. That's how I take it. Like, I don't yes. really care. And I I do see, it's the same with, like, I guess color-based racism. Like, you know, people that just, they say they're not racist, but when a black person walks in the room, they get scared. That totally exists. And I just, I have a bias because I don't, care so I care so little that it's hard for me. Yeah. It just seems low IQ. Doesn't care enough. Yeah, I don't give a <laughs> about yeah. anything. The only thing I care about is what comes out of your stupid mouth. Brian just said, wait, Sam Smith is gay. Oh, somebody just somebody responded that? Yeah, he said, wait, Sam Smith is, is gay. Is this live? Yeah, this is live. Okay. Hello. That's people. why I keep looking at I my phone. Did not know this is so. live. Okay. No, it's okay. Yeah. No, we're good. It's on Facebook. I already I got banned off TikTok. They would have banned us instantly for Did talking really? about any of this. Yeah. All right. Come on. Hello to everybody watching. That's funny. <laughs> it's sweet. Sam he sweet. Said, wait. The Sam answer is yes. Sweet? Yes, he is. Just he's transitioned now. He's I, uh I don't, I don't follow. Well, his him whole his whole music video was men. When did this come out? I don't know. I saw because somebody sent it to me and then I sent it to a bunch of people because I was shocked by it. But the whole the the crux of the main point of the video is he is uh dressed in very effeminate clothing. I think like, I think he's more a like cross dresser, but yes. he's not tr- well he's got like nip tass nip tassels. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's and then he's but then a, he's put on a little weight. Well too. he has because he lost a lot of weight and yeah, then he's, he's gained it back. And I say that as someone who who has lost a lot of weight. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh there was a bunch of dudes portraying women in the video, like probably seven or eight dudes dressed and acting like women in the video, and that was the whole like premise and theme. Yeah, it's that song that's like all over TikTok. Why? Is it called Unholy? Yes. You know, which is there's another topic there. Right, yeah, I have, <laughs> yeah, whole, I have a thing. yeah, and I we can talk about that too because there's a lot of con- the internet is just filled with that, but. I'll say my first when they say um, he's taking a risk. That's what what he said. I guess like he's taking yep. a risk. There's an underlying. But I feel there. like 
in the past 10 years, I mean, I, I feel like it's mainstream. Everybody, yeah, no, I, I feel like everybody, for the most part, especially in work and in like actual life, like you can't be homophobic anymore. Like, yeah. and it's that's for the better. So, but what, what I'm getting at is he says he's taking a risk, but as somebody who's a metalhead in the 80s, in the 90s, the artists that I knew, because they put out music and music videos that were visually, and you could leave this in. So last night, his people are saying it's satanic, but like Motley Crue in the 80s, all the metal bands, they did the aesthetic. When I watch like Motley Crue, I don't think Satanism. You know, I just think of rock and roll. Sure. Pretty women. But at one time, but that was that, not what yeah, people thought that's of That's what my point roll. is, is that at the time, they were calling that satanic. Like, yeah, yeah when Kiss came out, like, that was And, like, even, thing. you know, the kids got arrested on, you know, those three kids that were wrongfully accused of murder, put in jail, because they listened, had Kiss posters. <laughs> you know what I mean? The yeah. Memphis Three. So, like, that to me is putting a risk. But, like, where are those people at now, and where is the risk? There's not a risk at this but, point. I mean, but, I'm sure people would disagree. So, that, that they would, add, yeah, the people, did, those people. Not taking a risk is a risk. Those people disagree with everything. They're in my comments. They DM me. Yeah, they yeah. they don't believe the sky is green, blue. Yeah. You know, they talk to me. I'm, I'm sure that there are people. <laughs> who are of that community that do feel marginalized, but that, but it, when we are talking about Hollywood, which is what the Grammys are at this point, right? Because mm -hmm. we all know that the Grammys are fake at some level mm -hmm. and you, you lobby and you buy and you make backroom deals for the Grammys to win a Grammy. When we're talking about Hollywood and we can even say Nashville. Yeah. And I'll like say that. I lump them in now with that whole, that system. Yeah. They're it, captured. It, so, so, as I mentioned, we're talking about such a, a deeper topic, right? You talk about like satanic and so the idea of Satanism versus what was, so Satanism and, and that idea of satanic has to come and, and has to branch off of, from an original idea, right? So to call something satanic means that it's opposite of something else. Mm -hmm. And so you would just say at that point, you would say, we'll just, we'll just call it, traditional american christianity yeah right and so people would say okay it's not that and it's in a stark opposition to it so it's called satanic so in the 80s and then 70s and the 90s you take kiss or my my goat freddie mercury uh <laughs> and you say he's standing for everything that's opposite to what mainstream you know founding father style yeah. christianity stood for it's got to be satan yeah. It's got to be worship of the devil, which ultimately translates to worship of the world. Yeah. So it's not of the Lord. It's of, yeah, yeah, doing anything you world. want for any reason. Yes. Self-pleasure. And so today, it's it's evolved to such a place where uh, – and I think that, that, like, forgive me for saying this, but, like, mainstream conservative Karens will say always everything is Satanism, Satanism, Satanism. And I think there's a shred of truth to that personally. Um, but – Well, I do – Totally as well. There is, because I see, and there are plenty of hyper, uh, 
um, religious nut jobs on the internet, but flooding, and obviously they talk the loudest, but there is, if you've, an element of, like, unlimited pleasure Mm -hmm. when I see what I saw last night. Hedonism, yep. Hedonism, and it is, in that way, satanic if that's how you define it, but that is totally, it's just an almost, I'm just going to, you know what I mean? And it, 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 in a, a spiritual way, and I'm not hyper spiritual in the way that most, a lot of people are. So, you know, some people are hyper spiritual, but like when I see that, it, I don't know, I feel almost like spiritually, like, um, just activated on the negative. Sure. Like, it's, and I guess I don't, I haven't studied any religious and but i i believe you know i think it it is easier to activate the negative than yeah. the positive you know and you see that a lot and you know um is you know islam christianity there's a lot of stories of you know people suffering through difficulty and then finding the lord at moments of difficulty and that being the beautiful moment yeah. so I, it's just weird that the negative can make me realize that. When I see yes. that, I'm like, because I don't talk to the Lord, uh, any Lord. I don't, you know, in that way. Yeah. But I have a spiritual negative reaction to seeing that. Um, well, so in Christianity, right, the the Bible says that God's law is written on your heart, written on the heart of his people. So... Additionally, in the book of Romans, it says that that the 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 attributes, the divine attributes of God were made clear to man so that in the in through nature, so he's without excuse of understanding that God is real. Mm-hmm. And so, in my opinion, what you're talking about is this idea of you haven't you've you you're talking about you haven't studied, you haven't really thought of it much, but you know. Yeah, it's the it's no. written on your heart that you know, like there's a point even even for someone who let's just let's just say someone who doesn't care that much about following rules or whatever there's a comes a point where they know okay this is encroaching on pair territory and my soul is too far and i can't really define it but i just know it yeah and i believe that that personally i believe that christianity tells you there is a reason for that because god has wired you for that to respond to that no, it's there's, yeah. yeah, it is. It totally is. But I mean, it's, it's just not, it just ruins me. It's so, it's just, but it, it could be, I, it could be to me a religious or spiritual thing, but it's, um, in a way makes me feel bad musically. And I, I'm very, um, musically tied in that spirituality and the spirituality I have, it's very musically tied, you know? And, um, I think that's why I guess that particular performance on the Grammys last night just made me upset just because it involves what I love at such a low, low IQ, like base level, like, because I'm not, I'm in no position. I'm not in any position to preach, and I, um, I go against the grain. Like my shows, like there are vulgarities within my shows and my performance, but it's not to excess. 
you would like you know what I mean when I play like I don't I don't be I'm not nasty just for the sake of being that you know like the videos are online like if I'm playing a sick guitar solo and there's a female in the crowd that's sexually activated by the way the music is making her feel I think that was like, the the drinks she was having, <laughs> or the but I if it, but it's okay. But if she was just drinking, she, she wouldn't have been courage. doing it. But like, courage. I don't feel like that. I feel that that's well. You're not doing up, it for that. Yeah, Correct. I wake up yeah. in the morning. and I'm like, dang, that was crazy. But it's like I don't. It doesn't feel evil. No, well, it yeah. just feels. It feels dirty and fun and ne the next morning, like maybe you know maybe this week we'll. Go back. We will do some good things for the next five days, sure. but it doesn't feel like propagandized evil. Yeah, you know? and, and I think that's the word. That's 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 the phrase that you're talking about. It's 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 a a purpose that is pushed your way and on purpose. I'm all, I only said really what I just said to prevent people later on saying that I'm like preaching, like because yeah. they're gonna go back to my videos and I'm, who cares what? Well, they'll probably be like that Asian dude well, was that, preaching too much. <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> no, I like dude. Some people I love preachers that are good at it. I mean, I I hate preachers that are terrible at it. It's I listened to um, the Lex Friedman podcast. He had a um, Islamic preacher. I'm sorry, I don't mean if anybody, but mm -hmm. uh, whatever they call, and he would, I mean, that dude, it was very beautiful in the way that really good religious scholars can talk. Yeah. And um, that's why a lot of the, like, you know, the typical atheist nerd, like, you know, that's why they're such <laughs> dorks, because they have no, like, it's, they have no artistic, um, interest they're nerds that's why all the atheists that you're like you know hardcore atheists you meet them and they're like dorks like because <laughs> they've just been in their mom's basement and they think they're the shit but it's like no dude i mean it, you have to be higher iq to listen to people or you could just read i mean read the quran and read the bible yep. like if you you have to be higher iq to read that and just like i can't read it because i'm gonna be you just have converted. to be respectful. Then, like that's just being a respectful person. Like to respect somebody else's way of thinking and living and believing. Like I'm not gonna say you're wrong and I'm right because I believe differently than you. Like I I grew up well, a Christian. I still consider myself a Christian. Like, but just because somebody else doesn't consider themselves that or believe in the, uh, my higher power that I believe in, I'm gonna be respectful. I want to know why you believe what you believe. Like, yeah. tell me. Like I think that just I, I all th comes down to the type of person you are, not necessarily what you believe in. Like, are you being a respectful, a decent human being? Yeah, I mean, I think we need to get back to the basics. Like, there are lessons like about being clean. Yeah. Like those are the messages I hear in both in in um, Islam and Christianity. Like it's, I guess, uh, a lot of uh, preachers are. I think some of them wanted to be rock stars. I definitely noticed that. And they love to preach on the higher level stuff, which is I don't even vibe with. I think they need to get back more to like, wash your hands. Like, don't hit your w wife, you know, treat <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I see that a lot. And I'm like, especially you walk into a place and men need it the most. They stink. They have no hygiene. They kind of stink right now, though. 
But I, it's like a <laughs> well, traditional masculinity is canceled these days, though. That's the issue. Is yeah. that you know? I don't know if you listen to Jordan Peterson. I much. do. I like him a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, and I, I know this guy he is, sounds like is, a dork. Uh, well, he's incredibly ridiculously intelligent. Yeah. I, I know this guy's controversial, but I mean, even Andrew Tate. I don't know if you've listened to him much. Yeah, I like, like Andrew Tate too. He, I, these dudes, they come out and they they embrace traditional masculinity, and I realize that Andrew Tate has on purpose says things to shock value people. Yes. Um, but that's what, they, what Jordan Peterson and Andrew Tate say is that like traditional masculinity is gone. And, and there aren't men that will stand up and protect and care for and provide anymore because, you know, modern femininity will say like, how dare you try to provide for me? Yeah, I'm independent. Yeah, yeah I can you're, do it myself. They're giving them the space to do that. Yes, and you talk about being clean. I mean, like, like I know you you more so mentioned physically, but like when you talk about from a religious standpoint too, like the whole aspect of Christianity is admitting like that you're not. Yeah. To say like I am broken, I am a sinner. I I dabble in the dirty dark arts, if you will, from time to time. <laughs> yeah, I was opposed I do. to Harry Potter. Yes. Uh, yeah. But then, but then saying, but I believe that my God was perfect in my place. So I don't claim to be this moral superior authority, but he was. So if I trust in his perfect life that he lived and perfect death that he died, then I am saved. Then I my 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 relationship with God is restored. So the whole like aspect of Christianity and being clean you're talking about is based on someone else, not your not you being judgmental or you doing enough right things and things like that. Yeah, no doubt. As long as you just it's that feeling like, hey, I fucked up last night, but I'm gonna I gotta keep moving forward, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's very healthy to have. But it is it's just the basic. Like I think we just gotta get back to basics. But it's not like uh, like I think so, earlier you were kinda saying like tit for tat, like like, oh I, well this happened, so let me do three good things to erase that one bad thing. Like uh, kinda like I karma. Do, I do believe in that though. Like put good in, you're gonna get good out. Like I yeah, I think that way too, but like it's just knowing, like, okay, that's not what I should have done. Going forward, what am I going to do to prevent that from happening again? I like, no understanding. I that. don't think, though, even I don't think I do anything I shouldn't have done. I mean, I really don't. And because I do get comments from pretty hardcore Christians, not a lot, but I give them every once in a while. Uh, they'll, I've been called a murderer because I played at a bar. And, uh, you know, they'll say, uh, fuck you for playing at this bar. You, somebody's gonna leave there and kill my son. Because, oh, because we're a band that where I'm a good time musician. Like, I drink. Week. So you're promoting yeah. drinking. Yeah, I've gotten those messages several times. Um, we got a when we played uh, when we did the fundraiser at the brewery. We got a few people oh. messaging the church saying like, "How dare you!" They do it. something at a brewery as a church. They do know. it, but uh, they they it's weren't there. <laughs> they weren't there. They yeah. didn't feel the energy. Um, so it's like I don't. Uh, that's why I think it's good to get back to basics. Like yep. they're just taking the new. They're t- they're thinking too much of the situation. They don't know me on a base level. Yep. Like, and I'm sorry. I don't. I'm not of the belief that I have to be perfect. Yeah, no one is. As you should not be. And yeah. I, I'm actually more of the belief that 
if historically, I mean, if you go back to the time when Jesus was alive, regardless of the religious, he was a real person that lived. And f- up until a couple hundred years ago, everyone drank all the time because yep. there were no clean ways to store water. So if you're coming at me and it's always for alcohol, like you're leaving, the, I'm like, alcohol. you need to read a history book. And I promise you, uh, Jesus did not look down on people that were drinking or drunks. He looked down on the people, on the acts they did while drunk or the lack of things they were able to do because they drank. But it's always, it's always based on, have you seen Mean Girls? <laughs> yes. A little bit. Right? Yeah. So there's yes. a line in Mean Girls that says, if you have sex, you will get pregnant and die. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes. and, and, yeah, and so exactly. then the same thing is, is, if you drink, you will dance, and dancing leads to sex, and sex leads to you know, fornication. It's yeah, always I can't, this I can't deal with that. very long thing. And, and, and But the, the thing is that Jesus in the Bible came eating and drinking. And, the, and I mean, the, the, the first miracle he did was keep the party going. And I don't say that loosely. He was at a wedding, and they ran out of wine, and he turned barrels of nasty exactly. water into wine because exactly. he wanted to say, like, I want these people to be of merry company together. Um, no, I don't want the drunkenness or anything like that, but I do want to show them, like, I want the party to keep going. See, I'm glad you know your shit. That's exactly <laughs> that. But when I play never these heard shows, Jesus like, turned water into wine? No, but I've never heard the <laughs> story yeah. in the, you know, he won, or yeah. I have. I just don't pay attention but that's exactly how i feel because um like it, it was like hey we were drinking when they say are oh, you're gonna kill somebody you're having getting drunk screw Very you big i was presumption. like <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm like we were having drinks the music was vibing everybody like it was a good time bro yep. like if you're mad, you can't afford a ticket well and the, and the truth <laughs> is that the truth is and i believe and and Wine, the way that God created wine, and in my opinion, beer, is a gift from the Lord to be merry and joyful. Yes, I think there's excess, as you've said. I think there's irresponsibility. There's people eat too many hamburgers. Yes, so gluttony is... I was I about mean, to say, yeah, yeah. anything yeah. in abundance. And as, I've been overweight, too. Like, Come on. And as somebody who is lucky that I don't have a disposition to uh, alcoholism or drugs, I have a problem with food. And they, they don't like do. And it's just, don't stop judging people. That's when y'all live on the internet. Just tip me. Um, watch my content. <laughs> yeah, send me. Wow. Just, just send me money. Yeah. Stop bothering me. Just yeah. pay yeah. me, please. Pay yeah, me. no. Watch some, some like, televangelism going on it here. Not everything has got to be so big of a deal. Okay, so I have to say this because... I have felt this way for for a long time. It's funny. I feel like, and I don't, I don't know both of you, but I I've gotten to know you more. But one of the reasons I wanted to be on this podcast was because I feel like you and I are so opposite in so many ways, in a good way, just in like a great way. And I'm just like, there's something that <laughs> I hate to use this word because it's extreme. There's something intoxicating about your personality that I don't experience in my own life. I'm just like, I gotta know more about Thank this you. dude <laughs> because he is. Everything that I would not do and that I am not, so I just want to spend some time with this guy. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> That's funny. The pants, I mean, the, the Earl Shreds pants that you're wearing, yeah. I'm like. With the Hawaiian shirt on ne- top. Yeah. 
I'm like, that's not happening Thank with you. me. I've that's... told my friends, I'm like, Dalton, I don't know what it is about him, but I can't stay away from him. <laughs> hey, that's good. That's good marketing. Yeah. Hey, that's why we have had such a good conversation now, man. And I don't, that's, um, people that were, would be like me, I think they wouldn't want to have these conversations. Really? I love to have, this is, I'm the, my goal in having this podcast was to have uh, deep, controversial conversations. Yeah. And I don't believe, I, that's what, when people uh, want to self-censor or they're afraid to say things, to me, it's almost, uh, you're giving hints of um, issues with yourself. Not always, but it's just, I can speak on controversial issues because I feel like I know I, I'm in the right. Like, yeah. Like, I'm a good person, and I... I think there's a lot of good people out there that are just have been scared by the mob. Yes. And if that if I can be like I can tell you the words on the platform, I can tell you the things you can say on each of the platforms that will get you banned. Yeah. So if you're thinking of it like I morally don't want to say this, the companies aren't thinking it. They just have a list of words they'll ban you for. Like on TikTok, it's a different list than Instagram, and Facebook, Ugh. and it's different. I'm banned on TikTok right now. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. yeah. Because you said the. The word midget. No way. Oh, I guess we're not on TikTok. We're yeah. not on TikTok, yeah. Oh, that was the first time I got banned. First time. But it what, was, is this, what is this streaming on? Uh, Facebook. Facebook. Oh, okay. They don't, they're don't. they great. T- Twitch, Facebook, and Instagram. Never it, got kicked off Facebook. Yeah, no. They are they are good in that We've way. We've had some controversial they, topics. So. Yeah, but the American companies, ever since, really after... Um, I wonder. I can't. I felt like there was a turning point. It was really a lot after. Um, it started heavily, and there was a big change. I noticed six months after the vaccines, and I'm not going to speak to why, but we can. We should talk about though that but, because that plays a big role in my life. But I think I'm down to talk about it because and I, somebody that was in on active in the internet during you know the whole big thing that was a you were instant banned yeah or you had that little then, disclaimer so <laughs> yeah still when do it, they released <laughs> oh yeah if you just said covid boom yeah misinformation said, yeah instant <laughs> or trump but, or biden or election so like. when did they the the vaccines released beginning of 2021 mm-hmm. and it was still and then about six months when some people say they people realize they didn't work. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's it was like because I as somebody who's not vaccinated and COVID came to me, I and I was very weird in my experience in that like I kept playing shows. I got COVID like three times. <laughs> <laughs> and, and but it's uh it's seasonal in that I first time I got it was in the summer and got it in the winter. So it was like everybody got their vaccine in the that winter and then they thought they were good because that spring they weren't catching it. Is that but, when they came out with the thing but, on the White House and you said like it's gonna be a uh harsh winter or something. It's very Game of Thrones esque. Yes. Winter. Yeah, yeah. And then people were like going through that spring like, oh I'm you know, and they were tri- dude Talking shit to me again. Uh, I still. Bro, I went to the office. I didn't go to my office for a year and a half. It's a long time. No, I went before then. 
but I, I didn't go a lot, but I, I went and I saw this lady who worked there. I hadn't seen her a year and a half, in the middle of 2021. Worked with her for years. I hadn't seen her, and I said, hey, what's up? First thing she says is, are you vaccinated? Uh-huh. In a in an office. And I was like, I haven't seen you in a year and a half. Yeah. And where are you, who do you think? Just can I get a help? Can what I, gives you the right? Yeah, can I get a like, hey, how have you been? <laughs> yeah. Like, let's start there. And um, but then like once everybody that summer season of COVID came, everyone was getting sick as hell. Especially yeah. the people that hadn't been locked that have been locked in their houses, they were getting the first time getting sick as fuck. And it's then it was like it's happening right now in, in yeah. China. And then when Elon bought Twitter, I've noticed that's the nail in the cock. Yeah. Like TikTok's pretty, still pretty shitty, but the American companies, it's the. So funny. It's not funny. I don't want to say funny. Interesting story on the vaccines because yeah. they have affected my life in a very large way. I'm interested. Right. Oh, really? Yeah, for real. Um, so uh, generally, so, so back, back, I told you this, but, but in 2020, in January, or in February, I moved back to Kingwood, and I was 260 pounds. And, and congrats uh, on losing it, too, man. Thank yeah. you, man. I lost yeah. 50 pounds in the three months of quarantine because I thought everybody's going to gain their COVID-19, <laughs> but I will lose it, and I will show up, and I'll be fabulous. Uh, and it worked. Look at you now. <laughs> I, wor- I went on the carnivore diet for 90 days, and uh, I worked out after about day 75 for the first time, and it just it just fell off. I mean, I lost muscle mass, too, and everything, and now at this point, I'm – working out but so anyway though you know we you just went straight to meat straight meat you know yeah uh, all the different kinds of meat eggs cheese yeah. butter yeah but like yeah it was rough at first but after after about 20 days i had lost 23 pounds i love hearing this and i was just like let's just do this let's yeah. let's keep going and because it got to the point where i couldn't breathe when i was tying my shoes like bending over to tie my shoes or i get tired i couldn't play with my kids or wrestle with them and, and i was only like 30 at the time and I'm like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, we and we had we had to close the church for six, seven weeks. Wow. Um, and you know, you build your life around gathering every Sunday to to worship and to commune and to to have community with people. I remember this is really not relevant to the story, but I remember we recorded our gatherings, so like the songs and everything. But I remember on week seven, I walked away weeping. As I was crying, as I was driving, because I'm like, this is just not how things are supposed to yeah. be. Like, I should be able to gather with my. You mean recording like on the on a video? Like so people yeah, could watch, so we could watch yeah. it on YouTube and oh. basically release it on Sunday. Here's our service. Here's our sermon. Yeah. And as a as the, the Christian faith is a communal faith, right? No, so you that's gather. Saying, that's yeah. that's why I don't do Zoom podcasts. Yeah. So so anyway, you know, we open back up, and 2021 comes, and and um, I won't. I'll spare the details because I don't want to be hurtful to people, but like. Like those questions were asked. Mm-hmm. Are you vaccinated or not? And eventually, uh, I decided on my own volition um, to get vaccinated uh-huh. um, because, as a as a as a pastor, as a minister, it's like I'm not saying this is right or wrong. It's just whatever your conviction is. But like for me, in the t- at the time, it was like it's just easier if I do this. Yeah. Because for the people that don't want to get vaxxed, they just don't really care that much. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like a you do you thing, but for the people that are asking, like the the lady that asked you, it's like they won't come near if you don't Endless. do it. They, yeah. you, they've yeah. they've uh, yeah. So yeah. in my mind, I'm thinking like, I don't care. 
like my body's not my own. Mm-hmm. It just whatever. Like I'll do this for the well, sake. Well, and of you're it. a nice guy. Like you, you're a very nice person. You want to Thank make you. the community feel good. Yes, and so and my mom, my mom, um, is a cancer survivor too. Recently, of uh, the past Congrats. few years of breast breast uh. cancer, so so it was a concern mm-hmm. for her. Um, she's immunocompromised. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, got the Pfizer, and uh, I got the first dose. Got the second dose in August of 2021. August to September of 2021, and then early December. I started feeling some weird things going on in my chest, um, like heart palpitations, mm-hmm. um, and then to the point where I felt like pain. Oh gosh! Where like my heart would would beat fast and it would hurt when it would beat. Uh, I thought it was what, what is called costochondritis. Are, mm-hmm. are these? I hadn't. I'd seen you. Dealing with medical, is this what yeah, these what I'd this seen? Is what they, yeah. Okay. So, so I thought it was costochondritis, which which is where the muscles around your ribs inflame, and when you take breaths, which is, I mean, not ironically, it's just interestingly enough, that's common mostly in women. Yeah. Um, and it'll hurt when you breathe. Uh-huh. And I thought it was that, and it kind of like it came and it went, and it was it was rough, and then uh, like February it came back again. And I was just like, whatever, I don't know. Well, April it came back, and it's it was like good. Chest pain? Yeah, so it basically chest pain, but it's for my my thing, it was chest pain, and then it would spread to the shoulders. It would be throbbing, oh. debilitating pain. Oh, wow. To really? Both, yeah, so so it got to the point where one April, in April 2022, I when I get sick, I'm a weenie, first of all, in general. So, you know, a lot of men are. I was about to say most men yeah. are. So, so when I get I sick, I go up to my son's room, and I send my son down to my bed, and I'm like, I'm going to sleep in your bed because I'm just going to be moaning and groaning all night long. I don't want to wake up my wife. My dad used to do that too. Yes. Switch beds. But there came a point where I called my wife on the phone from upstairs, mm-hmm. and I said, like, we call each other Boo. So I was like, Boo, you got to come up here because oh. I'm just like, I can't function. And so, so, it, so, I mean, I have two kids, so, like, I've been there in the delivery room when my wife gives birth, and I'm holding her hand. And I basically told her, like, you need to hold my hand right now because I cannot function. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on my son's bed holding her hand, squeezing it, like, groaning. I mean, like, I'm a 32-year-old man groaning at the top of my lungs because I cannot handle the pain that is, that is ruminating right here. Could you move your legs or anything? I could move my legs and everything, but, but it was so throbbing to the point where I was just, like, yeah, just was your body tense? Oh, it became tense because of the pain, yes, yeah, but just, it wasn't convulsing or anything. Um, and so it was like an inside out pain, it, it was inside and then spread, yeah. So, so my friend uh called up my wife and she said, Hey, you should take your husband to the ER because Absolutely. these are heart attack symptoms. Um, so we went to the Memorial Hermann in town center and they basically said, You have what is called pericarditis. Mm-hmm. which is where the pericardium, which is what the heart resides in the heart sac, fills up with water mm-hmm. or fluid, excuse me, fluid, yeah. based on a result of the inflammation and the rubbing together of the tissue. Mm-hmm. So they gave me medicine and they kind of said like, oh, well, you should follow up with a cardiologist, but we're uninsured because insurance is a sham. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we're like, okay, whatever. They gave me some medicine. I, I thought – Oh, you just have it. It's going to go away when you take this medicine. So I take the medicine, kind of trail off like most people do. And then six weeks later, every six to 12 weeks at that point, it comes back. And I'm just like, what is going on? But whatever. I'm just kind of ignoring it. But it's still same debilitating pain. Comes back. Well, September 11th hits of 2022. 
It was September 10th, and I had a show with my band, the Honky Tonk Revivalists. We were playing the, at the Huffman Axe at the time. Uh-huh. And, and, and in five years, I've never missed a show. Because yeah. truthfully, uh, the band doesn't go without me. Yeah. Uh, I am the, I am, we have, we all, like the three of us partners that own the business have roles. I am the day of coordinator. I'm the band leader. I do all the music. I instruct the band. Yeah. So, the best dress. So, with, with the acoustic, <laughs> like acoustic leads our band. And if I'm not there, generally we don't play or we hadn't played to this point. But I remember I, I went out feeling like doo doo to my son's soccer game. I'm the coach of my son's soccer team. And I'm just roughing it. And by the end of it, I'm just like, oh, this is this was a bad decision. Like, I've got this pain back. I'm feeling like feverish. It's just bad. Well, I'm in my zero-gravity bed. I'm, I'm sitting up and uh, texting uh, Micah and Morgan. I'm just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And, like, I just need you to know I would never say this if it wasn't real. Like, I would I would tough this out any day. So they're, they're, they're roughing through it. And they're like, what are we going to do? And then the room starts spinning. Oh, no. And I'm just like, I call, mm-hmm. I, I text, I yell to my wife, boo, boo, like, come here, come here, come here. Pre-stroke. Comes, yeah, yeah. comes to the room. I said, you have to take me to the emergency room, to the hospital. Well, she says, we're going to the hospital. We're not going back to Memorial Hermann because they didn't yeah. do anything. Um, so we take my kids to my, my, uh, my parents. And this is the part of, like, health that people don't realize. Like, my son is in the backseat almost in tears because he's never seen dad go to the hospital before. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's six at the time. Um, and, uh, he's just like doing this and I'm like, buddy, what's wrong? I'm, I'm like, buddy, what's wrong? Yeah. And he's like, is daddy going to be okay? And yeah, I'm like, yes, scared. yes, going to be okay. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm assuming I'm going to be okay. You know, yeah. well, we go to the hospital. The trigger word is chest pains. So they're like, oh, let's get them back there. EKG, everything. And they give me an echo and they say, you have two, you have 500 CC of fluid in your pericardium. Right now, which is 2.17 cups. That's a lot. So you imagine a measuring cup. That's two of those and more in my pericardium. It's pushing on my heart. This area right here. Right here. It's pushing on my heart. It's pushing on my lungs. Shortness of breath, pain. The only thing they can give me to to mask the pain is morphine, which they're very hesitant to do because the opioid epidemic. Correct. But I'm just telling you, I'm telling them, like, my pain is 15 out of 10 right now. I cannot function. So basically, on 9-11, they tell me. You got to have emergency surgery, but we can't get you in right now. So I have to wait two days. Oh, no. They, I have a scar. I mean, it's this long right now. And then I have a slit right here. It's it's closed, obviously. It's, but I have this and this where they cut me open and they drained the fluid. Dang. And then they, they put the drain in the slit and it was hanging out of me for five days afterwards. Oh. I drained all the fluid. And I um, put that drain in my pocket. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen like Iron Man or those movies where like the dudes get paralyzed or or they're hurt and they try to rehab and walk and they can't do it. And so they like break stuff and they're mad. That was me. You ever think about that's not that's, that's like a, a facetious situation. But because my my hey. core was blasted and, my, and I and they 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 taped they bandaged over it like when I was like this so it couldn't stretch out. So I'm uh. literally walking like this. <laughs> and I like it was a monumental day when when I walked a hundred when I walked fifty yards in the hospital. Yeah. That next day, so for a week I'm in the hospital. With my I kids. I had no idea. Bro, man. It, well, it, so it gets, I mean, it doesn't get worse, but it gets more. So so I I get out of the hospital after five days of spending in there. I mean, I mean, just imagine like you know your daughter lives with you and you get to say like five days you got to go with my parents because 
dad sick out of nowhere out of nowhere yeah yeah that's that's shitty no that's not what, that's no what no parent wants yeah and so then i get home but i can't i can't um i have to get into my bed sit down brace myself move my feet and then let my weight fall because i can't just get in because the core doesn't work yeah when i get into the car i have to lower the put the feet in first because if i just try to get in like this i get stuck and i'm like uh, anyway, long story short, I get a medicine for anti-inflammatory. Um, we think, hey, it's gone. Six weeks later, I'm back in the hospital. Same thing. Yeah, I remember that. Yep, and I'm just like, I'm dep- I'm, I'm, I'm devastated. Yeah, no I surgery. Realize how bad it was. Yeah, no surgery. But every time you have chest pains, you got to go to the hospital, right? Because and, they don't know. And like you said, that's well, the trigger word. Like yes. I used to work at the ER. And you so. got to be close to them or you're going to die. Yes. And Time so, is a big deal. So they tell me, okay, here's your morphine. I spent three days in the hospital, which means kids got to go together to my parents. Yeah. I'm off of work. Can't lead worship on Sundays. You know, got to prepare that. Um and then uh, they get they say okay well you know what because this didn't work we're gonna give you we're gonna give you colchicine or not uh, uh, prednisone oh yeah steroids fifty days those fifty days after the first fourteen days were great after I got used to the increased heart rate and the lack of sleep I was working out it was great so I got off prednisone three days later boom back in the hospital because prednisone and steroids lower your immune system. So it's so it was basically like, you know, build that wall. Then once the wall of steroids left, pericarditis went. But you right can't just down. stay on. You, you cannot stay on steroids. You can't. No. Yeah. So fifty days was a long time to yeah. be on it. To be honest. So the moment that came back, and then boom, I'm back in. So, uh, that was miserable. So you know, I've been in the hospital technically four times at this point. My kids shipped off. When was time. the most recent one? December fifth. Oh wow. Yeah. It, so, but this is the good news, right? So once, yeah. once, and, and we're seeing all these people, and they're finally starting to say, "Okay, it has something to do with COVID." Because mm-hmm. at first, they were, they mum was the word on COVID, and it was like, you could tell when you'd go in the hospital. It was yes. like, well, the first time they wouldn't say anything. I would say something about it, and they would be like, "No." Nope. Second time, you had a few doctors like, they "Okay," wouldn't even explain. They wouldn't say anything. Second time, it was like, "Okay, effects of long COVID." Yeah, Maybe you got COVID because I did get. Uh, Omicron, which we call Omarion, but Omicron. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then, uh, but by the third time, they were like, okay, we think this is COVID-related. Like, they were very explicitly saying COVID, COVID, COVID. The disease or the vaccine? Well, the disease, but it's it's the vaccine. That's the thing. It's like the timeline adds up to the vaccine. And so the long story short, very, very long story short, is that um, they finally moved me to a rheumatologist to deal with inflammation because that's what the pericardium <coughs> was doing. It was inflaming. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, speaking of. So I had, you know, <laughs> multiple thousand dollars of blood work done yeah. to sell me nothing. But uh, the rheumatologist basically said, I have idiopathic pericarditis, which means there's no co- no cause that they yeah. can identify. But I can identify one. Well, yeah, me too. That needs to be. Re- <laughs> okay, I maybe not identify, but I can. I could. I mean, me as a dumbass. Can <laughs> Real. Let it finish. Though. Well, so th- that's the truth, and that at the end of the day, I was he- I was generally healthy until the vaccine, and so like at the end of the day, I, yeah, the rheumatologist the rheumatologist got me medicine, and which was so I got prescribed a medicine called medicine called Anakinra, which is essentially for rheumatoid arthritis, but it's two hundred thousand dollars a year, 
and I'm uninsured. <sighs> so then I went on this quest of, of you know, I applied for Harris County Gold Card. I applied for the Pants Foundation. I applied for... Call Mark Cuban. <laughs> well, yeah. So the good news was the Kinner makes Anna Kinner. I applied for an assistance program. So <sighs> the good news is I got approved for free medicine. That is... Oh, wow. A year, calendar year is free medicine based on my income and everything because... And so I have been taking the medicine for 25 days. It's a one shot into my stomach fat every day. Really? At this point, it's no big deal. It hurts. The shot doesn't hurt. What is the medicine? I just said. So it's a it's a, it's called Kinnera, and it's an and it's an but, anti-inflammatory rheumatoid arthritis medicine that that redesigns it reorients your cells. Yeah, that's. So basically, uh, what happened with the with the proteins in the, my opinion with the proteins in the vaccine is that they learn to attack the strain as they should. But the COVID vaccine trained my cells to say, even when the COVID strain was gone, they're still in war mode. They're like, we got to attack something. So they attack my pericardium. So these, the rheumatologist explained that these, the kinerit or this anakinra, it's kind of like, he said, his example was, if you take a subsect of a subsect, so if you take the Navy SEALs of the military, and every night they're going out to the bar and they're getting drunk and they're getting rowdy and they're messing stuff up. Anna Kinra tells the Navy SEALs, go home, sober up. The T-cells basically reorients them to where now it doesn't attack my pericardium. So for 25 days, well, it's really since December 5th. December 5th, my 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 immune system was so low because of the prednisone that it, that flare lasted for 20 days, which was miserable. Mm-hmm. First time I've ever experienced depression in my life. Yeah. Um, it's a depressing it, situation. Yeah, and I'm literally like, like we're getting real on this podcast, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm sitting in the shower. And I called my wife into the room because I just I had to weep because I couldn't yeah. I couldn't pick my kids up I couldn't yeah, go up the stairs that's what's rough I couldn't go up the stairs without falling to my knees out of exhaustion from the inflamed heartbeat and uh, and and literally my son my son and I play what we call daddy fight where he's like daddy fight and then we just we brawl uh-huh. <laughs> but I had to tell him for like weeks dude I can't do it I can't fight with you I can't play with you. You know, and and so, but but by God's grace, I've been Absolutely. on the medicine for 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 a month now. I'm stronger than I've ever been in my life. You look great. Thank you, man. I've yeah. been working out every day. Like, so I got a new. I mean, I got a new shipment of the medicine. It comes in this like medical grade cooler. Yeah. With all the like insulation around it, and it's just this little box with like 30, 30 shots. Yeah. And every day, I got to put it in my stomach. The shot doesn't hurt, but the pressing in of the medicine yeah, does. Yeah, because it's like a. Well, right? no. So this is actually a slow press. Oh no! This is not like the blood sugar thing. This yeah. is like a stab and press. Yeah. Hundred milligrams a day. Something similar to one of our patients. Is yes. there any like so like long term insight is, or is this what we're just doing right now? The rheumatologist says at least a year. Um, then- at least logically, in my mind, I've said if I have to do this for rest for the rest of my life, as long as I get it for free. I'll do it. Yeah. Because if I don't ever have to experience what I experience, yeah. I'm good for it. Well, if you ever but, need anything like that, I'll put it on blast. I pro- whatever I can do to help you. Thanks, don't man. please. I I'll tell all my followers. It. I have mean, you, I'll also tell them how it is sad it is that I have to do it if yeah. you don't mind because it is. Yeah. I'm an open book, man. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I please let me know if I can um, put the word out if you ever needed help with that because I would do the same, man. That's sad, bro. I'm so, so sorry that happened to you. Thanks. Um, 
I'm like big into like holistic health and things like that. Like I worked for a neurologist for years and then I went to the emergency room um, and it put a bad taste in my mouth. Um, So I try to like, I'm a big advocate that food is medicine. Yeah. But what about, have you thought about like stem cells? Is that something, is that a, like is, because I I have a friend that uh, has rheumatoid arthritis and like that's something that they've been looking into. Um, I also have a friend that has a child that has autism and same thing. Like I bet it would benefit you. I don't know. Way. I just didn't know if that was something maybe your doctor had brought up, or if that even like would be an option I have no for idea. you. I, mean, I bet it is something that would definitely benefit you. But do you have fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> in two weeks? You can go to Mexico. Yeah, I mean, I'm still uninsured. That's um, exactly intentionally it. though, because at this point, it probably evened out with my bills, and thankfully, I have you know parents and people that are asking me, "What are your bills? I want to help." Yeah. Um, but uh, we're still uninsured because the truth the truth is. You know, I mean, not to get super political, but like we'd pay five hundred dollars a month just to insure me at this point yeah. to get oh, what absolutely. just to have to pay a seven thousand dollar deductible, and then it, you know, it's just like I, I'm not a fan of it. And at this point, at this point, I have noticed that the discounts for self pay often over they over uh, correct in a good way for or they outweigh the they have to. It's illegal for them to not take self pay to discount yeah. those. No, 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 it's it, like that's the trend that I, like we're no, the but the healthcare is well. The trend was is t- people are cheaper. learning that it's they have a right. Yeah, I used is, to tell our insured patients like, if you tell me right now your self pay, like it's going to be this versus your deductible. Yeah, like, they don't want you know, they don't want co-pay. people know that now. I mean, they shouldn't have to pay for anything. It's just, uh, yeah. I mean, you're a thirty year old man. We need America needs. You well, that's so, so interesting because because I, I would sit next to patients uh, in the ER, which is you see just wild things too yeah. in the ER. They would look at me and be like, "So what you got going on?" Which you know that didn't bother me at all. But or the doctors would be like, "You're only thirty three. Like you're too young to be dealing with this." And I'm like, "You're telling me? Yeah. I agree. I didn't choose yeah. to be here. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I mean, your story is unfortunately common. Well, so what's crazy I, common is. <laughs> Perium, did somebody say something about? Uh, there's been a couple comments. Yeah, but we've been missing all kinds of. Dumb Ryan stuff. just said. <laughs> okay, so earlier when we were talking about, uh, someone said Jesus would have hung out with you, but he would work on the tongue. Um, our unruly tongue and actions have been kept in check. I think you're just about right. But then Kitchen just said, "This guy reminds me of how shitty of a person I am." <laughs> Good, Ryan. You should feel that way. Well, no, so good, what's crazy, dude, is I, I. Uh, this is why I was excited. I'm sorry. This is why I was excited to have him on the podcast. Yeah. No, I mean, a great guy. I appreciate that. I uh, what's crazy, man, is the the statistics of Hispanic thirty year old males that were affected by myo and pericarditis. Really, that is the most populous. It's group, a lot, and most of them die. Oh God! Because oh. of number of reasons. Number one, um, they're uninsured, mm-hmm. so they don't go in, like me. Like, I was just like, I'm not going to go in. I'm just going to rough this out. Yeah. But then we had a wonderful friend um, who said, hey, like, take your husband in. But they don't want to go pay. They can't afford it. So they just, they rough it out. And they don't think it's a big deal because, like me, they're just like, oh, I'm sick or whatever. I'll get through it. Or they're just preconditioned and they just die. Like, it's not even about they don't go in. They just pass away. They just, maybe they don't get to the hospital fast enough. Hispanic males. So, so I, 
I mean, not to be morbid in my jokes, I say I'm only half. And the Asian side of me is prevailing martial arts against the <laughs> yes against the COVID. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yes, gosh. Dude. Just lean more it's towards not the funny, Asian. But yeah. Yeah. You got to make a joke out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Next five years, lean more. Just start wearing kimonos. <laughs> just, my grandmother was married in a kimono. We have my mother no has it in way. her living room, so it's, it's so cool. on the wall on display. Really? Yep. Damn, that's. Wow. Sick, I have a. Dude. I have a. Uh, in my office at my house, I have a picture. That my my grandmother got her on her seventieth birthday, and it is an an origami origami uh, <laughs> crane swan, two swans made out of each individual origami cranes. Oh wow! wow. Yeah, and Damn. it's just this beautiful, beautiful Japanese art piece that they they had handmade for her. And and uh, I remember my mom and my grandmother were they were just like. Start claiming things because one day I won't be here. And my mom's like, mm, you should do it. You should claim. So I was like, well, I want the swan. So they wrote Brendan on the back of the swan. And when oh, she passed good away, steal. I we got the swan. We did that with my grandma, too. Yeah. <laughs> when she was alive. That's awesome, <laughs> yep. man. Damn. Dang, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I, wouldn't really, I didn't really care. And then I was actually, I think I remember I was, I was going to get, I was like going to get the vaccine. Um, uh, yeah, we were down and out for like. But uh, we're I was I'm so got, lazy. What what strain did we have? The original, the OG. No, it was no. Like, we oh we had Delta. Delta. Delta that was the first it. one. It was a rough one, right? It was. I still well, can't that's smell. That's what I was like. Two years. I was like, I guess I'll go get vaccinated, but I was I'm lazy. Yeah. And then I just play music, and then I played like all the way. I played shows starting in April at bars. You know. I played at a Trump rally. <laughs> like there were thousands. There was a lot of Trump. January sixth. <laughs> hey, I played at the. Yeah, I was there. I would have played, played at it. He played there. Yeah. Dude, I totally would have. <laughs> but I, uh, I was like, I could. I, I was, I was thinking in my head like all the other vaccines that you get, like polio. You know, all the ones you get. And I was like, hey, I was like, I'll get it. I mean, I'm not. It's like I'm a busy guy. I'm not gonna take that time out of my day. Yeah, you know, I'm the same with the DMV. I'm like, I'll go get my car registered. I'll, but it's, it ain't gonna be on your time. Yeah. And then I had no indifference towards it. And then we got Delta. Horrible. Ugh. Felt like horrible. This was sick for two weeks, but it was just like a bad flu. And I recovered instantly from it because I did all the things that really what Joe Rogan was saying. Ivermectin. We did, I, yeah, I yeah. took ivermectin. Took ivermectin because, yep. and then the only thing was All the like, vitamins I, tr- I, I listened to Joe Rogan a lot. Yeah. And I trusted him. And then, so we're sick and I'm like, we got to go to the doctor. And I'm thinking what to take. And like CNN is saying this, Joe Rogan is saying this. And I'm like, I don't trust CNN. <laughs> so I was like. We had an interesting experience. And then, the um, so I, she got, I, but it was after that. We were so sick. Ivermectin was. After the fact, too late, it didn't even matter. Yeah, we waited, but we were so sick. We were like, I gotta go to the hospital because then, and you know, remember how the news had everybody COVID freaked out? Well, we had so, to, we yep, had, to, I had yep. to get tested for work because they were like, We understand you're sick, but oh, yeah, we honestly, just, for you to stay home and get paid, like, we want that to happen, just go get a test. Yeah, we prove that you're positive. We weren't like, like gonna die, no, yeah, yeah, it no. was more like a work thing. And they're like, make Dalton get tested too, because if either one of you tests positive, yeah, you're right. Then you're we weren't that bad yet. 
They were like, you, either, either we one of you test positive, you get to stay home, you get paid. So we went. We were never that bad. Never worse than a bad flu. That was the yeah. worst I've probably ever felt. It though. was. I've had. I've had a flu one time that was just as bad as that. And, um, but yeah, what really started me on all that shit was we went to the hospital and I was sick. And when you have the flu, you go to the hospital and they give you steroids, you feel good. We went to the hospital, text for COVID, you have to be a COVID. This, and then it started ringing my head, this dork who's a doctor, <laughs> who's, you know, 250 pounds, ugly as hell. Oh, that's rude. He was, dork, sweaty, sm- greasy. Comes in there and I'm like, hey man, uh, I really don't feel good. And like, I have shows and like, I mean, nobody wants to be sick. Like, I'm like, hey, and this is costing me money. I look at doctors the same way when I get my oil change. I pay for you to fix my car. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, man, I I don't feel good. I don't like feeling good. I'm a busy dude. Can you give me medicine? He said, no, just go home. And if it gets worse, come come back. back. I called a holistic and I, doctor at the and time, I had to ask for the ivermectin. And we at the time, just happened to know somebody that had gotten it before. I was going to say, how did you get that? Yeah. yeah, no, that doctor at the hospital, we went there to get tested, and he was like, if you, if you start feeling worse, just come back. Like, like oh, okay, but, like, but then I, but I got in touch I with my mom, him, and they had a whole list of doctors that I, have been. If you call, like, you just tell them uh, because it was hard to find people that would prescribe it. But at I the time, asked so. him if he could give me what Trump got. <laughs> because it was like right after Trump got it, that motherfucker was healed in two days. Give me what the president he, has. Yeah, <laughs> I need what he got. And this motherfucker looked at me like I was at January 6th. <laughs> and I was like, I was. he said, no, you just, there's nothing we can give you and go home. And I'm like, why can you not give me what the president just got? Like, he's obviously <laughs> better. He's on it is tw- an extreme he's, statement when you think yeah, about that. Yeah, it is, yeah. I mean, like, he's on Twitter right now talking about Hillary Clinton's balls or something. Like, what? please, can I get the medicine? No, it's all woo-woo. That's when I realized it's all it's all woo-woo. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then what she said, you can call another doctor and they'll give you ivermectin. I'm like, and it was just why are doctors not in agreement on that? Like... Well, and that, they were like putting, I was about to say, they they were putting their licenses at risk at that time to prescribe it because they were told they could not. Yeah, and then I'm just And seeing, a lot of doctors got their licenses taken away for well, it's, doing that. It's, so my, my observation with the hospital was that some of them were just not willing to talk about it at all. Yeah. Others were saying like, hey, there's not tons of data. Well, and, and the, the truth is for, for my condition. There wasn't tons of positive data saying pericarditis equals XYZ equals XYZ. But eventually, people started saying, like, yeah, we think it's, it's the, COVID. It's at the point. Now, yeah. there, should, there should be nothing else said. Yeah. Or it at least should be a heavily looked into avenue yeah. and way to treat you. But I'm salty about it, man. Um, my dad was in the hospital for four months in fall of 2020, and he died he came out of the. He went in the hospital in November, or something, twenty twenty, and he came out on hospice. Hmm. And I couldn't see him because of COVID. Ugh. The doctors did not give him adequate care because they were too busy with COVID. And he so didn't have I'm sorry. very. It, it's just. It's just money. It's money. It's captured. I mean, the fact that we can like I can talk about we can talk about this right now. Yeah. The fact that. 
if we had this conversation we just had a year ago, we'd get labeled cuckoos, you know, freaks. But now it's okay. Yeah. Uh, and I've had this conversation with multiple people. Like, it's just like so. So what? It's stupid for them. They'll never get anybody to believe anything ever again. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They well, just yeah. fucked themselves. We've even <laughs> talked about, like, as a church, we would never, I mean, we would, the the chances of us closing again like they made us is very small. Yeah. Just saying, like, well, mm, we're not doing that. that it, yeah. That will not happen. It'll have to, all of us, it'll happen again once we've all died. I'm telling you, it was the, it was the court of public opinion that made everything happen the way it did. But corporate America bought into it. Yeah. No, they, it's, it's, it was not, it was the court of public opinion is a kangaroo court yep. bought and sold by people with money. Yep. Like people have, there are large groups of people that think irrational things, but they don't influence us individually. Yeah. That was allowed to happen because. I mean, there was a Pfizer commercial on the Grammys last night. Dude, that That's, when I saw that, know, I was just like, oh, great. Yeah, I mean, it Pfizer, is. Pfizer, my best it, friend. Yeah, right? it's not a conspiracy oh. theorist. It just is what it is. It's just. It, it's one of the, I will say, I've told people this. It is, I don't have, I mean, I've, we've all made tons of mistakes in our lives, right? Oh, and, I've and, made and, them all, yeah. And most of those mistakes we wouldn't call regrets, but we just say, we live and we learn. Taking that vaccine is a genuine regret of mine in my life. Because, be, yeah. because you were sold it as you're a good person if you do it. Yeah. That's yeah. why. You're protecting and that's, others. That's, and that was the heart. It really was. Yeah, I know exactly. because I know you. But that's, that's also what they made it seem is like take this so you can protect everybody else. Yeah. But on the but that's not on the side of for. somebody who didn't, that's what uh riled some people up to treat me like I'm for a few months, like I'm not it was like, anybody. It was like oh, like people yeah. thought it was okay for a little while to like get in groups at work and or be at a bar and like, are you guys vaccinated? I yeah. was on, I went on a hinder date, and the first thing she told What's me What's a hinder or Tinder? Is that Tinder no. and, and hinder and the hinge? band? Lips what? of an angel? That's what I thought. <laughs> no, what is the closet song? By the way. It was no, not closet for me. I that shit. That was Tinder and Hinge mixed hinge. together. Yeah, it was a Hinge date. It wasn't me. I Pick, don't have any okay. of those. Wasn't her. Pick Never this girl up. Pick this girl up, and she goes, "Just letting you know, I'm vaccinated. I'm ready to party." And I'm <laughs> like, "I'm like, no." Well, you know what's interesting is this is, is not gonna last. My wife is did not get vaccinated, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I had to explain that to my family. Not like I had to, but I did. And I, I basically came to her defense and saying, like, hey, this is her choice. And additionally, like, we don't know. She doesn't know the data. Like, we don't – we want – I mean, I, I don't remember what I said. But they, we're like, we don't know if we want more kids. Yeah, and there was a lot of data about yeah. being infertile. Yes. and That's uh, the most important thing. And so I told my 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 family, just like, hey, like she she's not doing this. Like for me, I don't care that much. Like yeah. if I'm doing this for the for the greater good, if mm -hmm. you will, I'll do it. Fine. It's you know, and at some level, it's like yeah, I chose that decision. Like I made that decision. I wish I didn't, but like I also am like, I did. And well, it sounds like you got the right treatments in your your yes. But get yeah, it, yeah. Just keep like... man, stay not overweight. 
and eat healthy. As somebody who is is overweight, I think just just stay healthy, man. Just keep doing what you can do. But and, like he said, like he was a healthy young individual, and I've seen that in so but many I know, cases. But now that are people are eight. What yeah. I'm saying now is it's more important. It is now. more. Important. Oh, it is now. Yeah, I couldn't. Well, and that was the thing that I had said uh, when I got cut open. Because I couldn't, you know, couldn't even walk, and I was like, dude, I couldn't imagine have, having been. You know, my son's forty. You know, my son's sixty pounds or whatever. Yeah. I basically lost him in my weight. I couldn't imagine putting him on my back and trying to have done that surgery. Like I, I don't know how that could I, have been. What saved your life? It really could have been yeah. because I could not imagine having okay. to do what I had to do with that. Someone That's, who is not in hey, good but health that yeah. or good shape. If that ain't the Lord, yes. I bet. That is, you know, it's hard for uh, to be a non-believer sometimes in situations um, like that, man. That is, he's, because yeah, it, you, your weight would have, ooh, it would have made that. Yeah. Imagine what you went through, just dude. And I've been fat. You knew, uh, maybe you didn't, but yeah, I've I was. I a saw fat a picture kid. that I was uh, that I was I was like, whoa. Yeah, I was a fat kid, dude. I was a fat adult as well. Not, luckily, I never got morbidly obese. Just like. But close. It's just I've always been lucky enough to realize. And now I have, I'm, you know, that nervousness. I put myself through becoming a musician on stage. Now that gives me my accountability that I feel. I have. I feel like I have no addictions or problems with my weight mm. now. Like I'm always going to have a dad bod. But, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be a fucking model. Like, just, you get jacked, bro. You know, you can no, do what you want to do. It ain't. Well. <laughs> No, I actually, like you said, I get addicted because when we met, he has an addictive personality. Yeah. So Let's like get when I met him, to the gym together because I do too. I I, I, I love working out, but I don't have an addictive personality. But I met I him; can't. he was doing jujitsu and going to the gym. Yeah, okay. I couldn't. I, I can't. It, it, I get so addicted to the gym and fighting, it will. I'll get hurt and I can't perform. Oh, okay, I got you. That's I the only reason I don't. Or shoulder one time, and it was. He almost couldn't play a show. Yeah, a yeah. I would go to a show and I'm like, I'm, your just, elbow. I'm just gonna go to the gym. I'm like, fuck it. Like, mm. and I just couldn't play. So, and that's really why I quit. And I don't really do it anymore. I just have to pick my performance or that. And I care more about the music. Sure. I mean, so it is what it is. But it's, I mean, it's not a bad thing to be addicted to. If you don't have nothing going on, you definitely need to fucking go to the gym. Get a, get, yeah, the gains. Yeah. But you have to prioritize yourself, too. Like, that's what I said the other day. Like, some people say, oh, I don't have time. No, you have to prioritize yourself and make the time. Like 5.30 you know? a.m., hitting the gains. It, I used to do it all Project yeah. Fitness. Yeah. Well, I'm at, a, I'm at a, I, I walk a lot now. Yeah. And you lift, too. In a, yeah, and I lift. When I feel soft, I go out there and do bench and back. It's good. Like, he always skips leg day. Uh, and that's really, I mean, <laughs> I, I found a perfect system. I don't get self-conscious about my look anymore or hyper-focused on my look or going to the gym. I just, you know, look at pictures of I look on stage. Like, I'm like, hey, man, my tits are looking a little. Say, yeah, you got to let the hamburger meat hang yeah. out. You got to be able to have some solid. Yeah, <laughs> solid exactly. Buns, you know? People tell me, like, hey, why? if I wear a button-up shirt, like right now, they'd be like, why are your shirt on more unbuttoned? <laughs> It's like part, and I'll give into it. I'm just like, it's you know, I'll take a picture. I see it the next Monday, and I'm like, oh, my tits are looking kind of big. <laughs> I go out there and do like a hundred. Say pegs. Well, I don't <laughs> you're, have. You're a man. Still breasts, but 
my I mean, breasts. Walking does. Yeah, viewers, what do you think of Dalton's breasts? Right now? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, breasts give us an answer here. They've seen them. Everyone's Can't wait to <laughs> hear they've that. seen them. Yeah, there's a pic. I have a video. Only for premium subscribers. I showed, yeah. last time, I showed everybody at Pete's Piano Board my breasts one night. <laughs> like a Saturday on, on oh, I saw that video of that old lady. Getting involved with you in that one show. That's what he was referring to Recently. earlier. Yeah, that was yeah. the power of the music. Yeah. Yeah. I vid- the- I videoed that. Yeah, too. I saw that comment too. I was like, okay. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's- that was a low point in my life. What? <laughs> <laughs> and Dalton's life. I thought it was one of the pinnacles of my career. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's I- hot in here. Sorry. So take off all your can I go pee? Dude, you still down to do, you want to keep man. going? I love this, man. This is great. Yeah, well, I'm, we're going to talk about music. When I was going to say, we got to talk pay. about the music. Cause... I know. I was like, all right. But I'm going to go. Go hey, there. Yeah. I like, I, dude, I talk go about pee. music all the time. I'd rather go talk pee. about it. I am, an, I am, I have a lot of opinions. You just, it's good to have them. I'm a very straightforward person. You That's haven't, you, you're yet to see that side of my personality. So, oh, you need to go pee? I do. Will you turn the air down? Yeah. Sydney, can you monologue? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, answer all the comments. I have them the whole time. Okay, well. I'm gonna just what are the latest comments that you've seen? I saw you laughing. <laughs> oh, because when Dalton made that comment about uh, Hinder, Hinder Kitchen, right? We call him Kitchen. His last name's Kitchen. He said it was a grinder date. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said I almost said that too. And he said my wife would have dropped that old lady if that was me. How many viewers you got right now? Um, yeah, right now it's just three, but there was like, probably, there was like nine or ten earlier. Um, do you know, maybe this is someone you know, Doyle and Debbie Stroud? Okay, that was one of the persons, one of the people commenting, so I didn't know if maybe that was someone you knew. Um, but I was going to ask, Dalton's not really, he doesn't think this stuff is interesting, but I do. Um, I hear a lot of talks about the COVID and myocarditis, but mm-hmm. what, do you know the difference? What's the difference in the myo and the peri? Like you said, you have the pericarditis. Yeah. So the, so I don't know tons about myocarditis. My understanding is peri. So the pericardium is the heart sac, right? So, mm-hmm. oh, so it's, so it's yeah. only reduced. So yeah, we, the jokes, you know, around my workplace at the church and stuff is like, Oh yeah, Brendan's bad heart, which is funny, but because <laughs> we, Jeremiah says the heart is def, des, uh, desperately sick and deceitful above all things, so we all have bad hearts. But yeah. uh, my heart itself is actually fine. Okay. It's the 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 okay. what is encased in the heart that is bad, gotcha. um, and so the pericardium gets swollen and inflamed, which affects the heart. The myocarditis, though, my understanding is actually affecting the heart, the heart. itself. I've, yeah, I think that's right. And and generally, what I've seen is that myo is worse than peri. Yeah. But I will say. Um, so there's a Dollar General in a Tascacita right by my church, mm-hmm. um, and there's a lady who is very very thin, named Jenny, and she got some something similar. She had to go to the hospital and get three liters of fluid. I'm telling you, she's probably a buck twenty. Oh my god! And she was out for months because she she was complaining about it and and, and i i told her like oh you should go to the hospital because i just had emergency surgery and because it's right by the church i go there like often and we get random stuff but yeah. uh i ended up texting her yes yeah, she had three liters of fluid drain which means she had three drains coming out of her self i only had one wow. and that sidelined me you know and yeah. for someone her frame just thinking about how tough that is she had three liters and she had to go to a rehabilitation center for weeks oh. 
just to like walk again. That's insane. I know. It's just so myocarditis. Yeah. I, I thought that it was myocarditis um, when I kept having to go back to the hospital over and over again, but it just turned out that it was just residual non-cured peri. Yeah. Which essentially is the better thing to have. Yeah. Um, it's not actually affecting the heart itself. Yeah. Wow. Um, my dad's been having issues since he had his vaccine. So I'm wondering if maybe like that's why I'm taking this all in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's anything going on with with heart stuff, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate to go in and get it checked out with oh, yeah. with He's the vaccine stuff. To multiple doctors to figure out my thing. They're all I'm the do- I'm certified. I'm the doctor of love. Yeah, I'm <laughs> oh my god. Did you go to college? I went to four. <laughs> four colleges? Did I go to college? Did you graduate from any of them? Mm-hmm. Okay, come on. Nope. But I did go to That's four rock and roll. <laughs> did you go to Lone Star? I did. Lone Star is my, it's got a place in my heart. Oh, yeah? Are you alumni? I am, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you can go use the restroom if you need to. Okay, I'll do that real quick. Where uh, is it? Yeah, if you go down the hallway, it's the first, gonna, second door on the right. I'm going to read my ad It should rolls. be open. Okay. Did you turn the air down? Oh, no. It's okay. Hey, that knob right there in that, on the wall... When you go to, towards the bathroom, you'll see my nest. Can you yeah. turn it down? Is it on AC? It's on AC, yeah. Yeah, you just two, turn it. Two clicks, three clicks. Like 68 is good. <laughs> yeah, no, 58. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Kitchen said his wife would have dropped that old lady if that was him. Who? Went at the barn. Whoa. No, I think I, this I'm wood doing is breaking. this. I know, because you keep moving it up and it's above my head. Hey, stop yelling. Gee. I think, yeah, this wood is cracked. It was cracked when I bought it. Look, now look. Well, you can readjust it. Just don't pull down on it. I was holding this. All right, this. everybody. This podcast is helped, brought to you by, of course, my band that I play in, Mason Crager and the Gulf Coast Drifters. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Let's look at the show schedule. February 10th, we're at Busy. <laughs> That's a private event. That's a private event. I'm sorry. But February 11th and the 12th, we're at the old Chute. I expect to see all my homies at the Chute. I am so... Are you excited to be at the Chute? Can't wait. Can you be a little more enthusiastic? I cannot wait. Ew, don't do that. Well, the Chute is located at 4537 Garth Road, Baytown, Texas. We're playing at 10 to 1. Oh, man, it is our debut at the shoot, so I do hope all of our friends are out there so we don't look like lamos. please. Would love you so much. Toby, stop. And then March 10th. Oh, he's got an... Is it the same hotspot? March 10th, we are at Cowham Ranch Festival. Really looking forward to that one, no doubt. But will you read off the schedule a little bit more? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, like, already know it by heart. Oh, okay. Um, March 17th, which is St. Patrick's Day, we'll be back at the Whiskey Barn. Um, And then March 19th, which is the last day of the Houston Rodeo, they'll be at the Wine Garden on the main stage. I believe that's a Sunday. Um, And then March 24th at the brewery. Um, Any more good ones? Yeah. I'm always so jealous about y'all's Wine Garden shows. Do they it. Are fun. Oh yeah, last year it was on the George Street day. That I know, was and I was I was secretly furious about it. <laughs> it was it? it was fun. I was like, uh, how does Mason freaking get these 
shows. Right. I told Morgan, I was like, why are you always? I said, I have no said, idea. Why are you always getting shafted to the other Krager here? <laughs> hey, to the other one. I don't know either. I don't. I wish I did. I'd book them on my own. I just do this podcast live. <laughs> so yeah, y'all, please come out and check out the Gulf Coast Drifters. Please come to the shoot. I love you. Uh, April first, she'll be with the Blue Bonnet Bastards at the the uh, Turds. The Turds. That's what we love to call We're it. At- at the whiskey barn. Oh yeah, please! I got special things coming for the whiskey barn. Don't you worry. Mm. This podcast is also helped brought to you by Tim's Tiny Trucks. Tim's Tiny Trucks is your number one dealer for Japanese mini trucks in the great state of Texas. Japanese mini trucks are the ultimate utility vehicle for farmers, ranchers, hunters, outdoorsmen, manufacturers, or anyone looking for a reliable, capable, quiet, and comfortable vehicle to tackle anything you throw at it. They offer a wide range of trucks from high-end, fully customized to basic stock trucks, ready to go to work. Stay out of the weather when you off-road. You want a freaking four-wheeler? You want a side-by-side? You're going to look like an idiot when it's 30 degrees outside, but not in a Tim's Tiny Trucks because you're going to have heating. You're going to have air conditioner in the summer. You're going to sweat. In Tim's Tiny Trucks, you can get them base. You can get them with add-on accessories, and you can check them out at the physical location located at 23402 FM 2100. Mm. That's 23042 FM 2100. Call or text 346-353-MINI. That's 346-353-MINI. Let's see. Hold on. I got a a new truck. We got any new trucks? Let's see what my favorite is today. I'm still going to go probably with, I like Birdie. I think Birdie would be my truck. Mm-hmm. Let's see a Tim's Tiny Truck. This is brought to you by the letter J for Japan. Yeah. This, this podcast, this episode. <laughs> yeah. Is There's a reason why we're Japanese in. people, if you can see the tattoo, I don't know where the camera is, but. Yeah, you need, you, if anybody needs a Tim's Tiny Truck, you need one. Yes, I do. Absolutely. I have a Toyota Tundra. So, uh, I mean, so I does Dalton. Really, yeah, come on. <laughs> hey. Japanese pride here. You know? I get, yeah. I, on this right here is my family crest. You can't see it because of my shirt, but it's Japanese symbol as well. Oh, that's so. cool. This is incredibly racist, but I love sushi. <laughs> <laughs> it's not racist, man. I love sushi too, bro. Come on. I eat it on a weekly basis. From H-E-B or what? Yes. Yeah, come on. Does. You got it. Yeah, sushi. Uh, come it's on. a great alternative yeah, sushi, yeah, to salads sushi. when you want to eat something healthy. It's great. They, I mean, it's quality sushi for it's, a... For yeah. a grocery store Dude, because Kroger sushi is not good. Oh, I've never had. Oh, no, if I could it's do like Kroger. hard rice all the time because it's stale. Oh, and you yeah. get you might get a little poopy, you know. The only oh. thing that good, good that comes from Kroger is the, the briskets. They make oh. some good priced briskets. That's good to know. I am going to do my first solo offset smoke brisket on Thursday, Friday. So really, where? Like at my house. Oh, you said uh, it like you were going somewhere to do. No, it. I mean I got a, I got a smoker. I've had pellet grills for a while, but mm-hmm. they kept breaking, so I got a charcoal one. Thursday's my ninth anniversary with my wife, so we're going up oh. to my parents' lake house. Ooh. And uh, Friday, I'm going to smoke a brisket all day long. My my kids are coming up with my parents, and we're going to have it for dinner. So. That sounds so good. Tomorrow morning, yeah. we're going to Snooze AM Eatery. I don't know if you've ever been to Snooze. No. It's fantastic. It's like Woodlands or downtown, and they have like really great breakfast dishes, but they have like alcoholic breakfast cocktails. It's like Irish coffees and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Banana bread, French toast. And then we're getting a couple's massage. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. And so then, the whole week. and then we're gonna go shoot guns because uh, I started my permitless carry. I thought you were gonna a, say because America. Yeah, because America. <laughs> I started. I started carrying with a thirty-eight special revolver, and I haven't gotten to shoot it much. And then she's, we're trying to get her to carry to permitless and with a smaller gun. That's and a gonna, great band. Testament. 
Velvet Revolver or what? 38 Special. 38 Special? Oh. Is that a band? Okay. That's a great classic rock I band. do love 38 Special. I Good. like Velvet Revolver. That's too. awesome, man. So it's When's your anniversary? What day? Thursday. So it'll be Thursday. Thursday. So February uh, 8th. How long y'all been married? Nine years. So next year we ten. Congrats, man. Thanks, man. Good. You deserve it, man. Congrats on yeah. good health and Thanks, the marriage. I want to. I want to go to snooze. Yeah, man. You know, you get a snooze is great. It really is. Really it's quality. Go. I love Woodlands. Go to the Woodlands one. It's it's like it's good. Eggs. Oh, I don't God. know if you like eggs Benedict or anything yeah. like that. I do. I love they have it. great eggs Benedict. They have, they have like seven different options, and the oh. poached eggs that they do there are perfect. perfect. Yeah, I hate. He doesn't shitty, do breakfast. Shitty and I eggs love Benedict breakfast. will piss me off. Have you been to the Huddle House in Huffman? <laughs> no. I haven't. I, I want to go there so badly, but I've heard it's terrible. I've my heard, mom said the same. I've thing. heard good and bad. If you're if you're watching this and you un- own a Huddle House, I'm sure you're a nice person. <laughs> we love you. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I heard of, I've heard you have be- too many menu options that people can't choose. So Just Gordon Ramsay it and give reduced. you like two options. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You pick something. Oh, we don't have that. What do you have? Oh, we have chicken fingers and a cheeseburger. Yeah. Like, oh, so you just. It's like, Got 40 things. It's like uh, Cane's. With, all they have is chicken fingers and fries. But That's Mason's well. favorite place yeah. to eat. It's who's? Mason. Mason Krager? Yes. He does He love loves Cane's. Come on. <laughs> Megan tried to win him a Cane's gift basket one time. It was, I was like, that, who would, I said, who would want that gift basket? And Megan was like, Mason hey, would love that gift basket. Hey, we have a new number one on the Texas music country charts. Congratulations. This is a, not to me, I'm money man on that beat. Dude. Who do you think is number one? It's been Parker McCollum for as long as I've been looking at I have at so it. many opinions about Parker McCollum. But <laughs> Me anyway, too. Who uh, do you think it is now? We can talk about him. Uh, Cody Jinks? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Not even on. Not even not on. T- not even on top It's not 20. Flatland, though, is it? Calvary? They are. They got a number 12 mountain song. I have no idea then. Yeah. Casey Donahue starts in a bar. Shut up. Well, resurrection, yeah, I mean, right, oh, dude. Parker McCollum's been number one for. Kiss Donnie has been around for a long time. What are your opinions about Parker McCollum? Um, I'm not a fan. I think he's a fraud. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. Uh, what, what I'm just is, not a fan of that genre. He's still number three, though. <laughs> hey, but uh, hold on, we got. I like to do new on. Oh, dang it! We okay. got it before we start because I I have because you're about to see the feisty side come out of me when we talk about country music. That's my thing, man. Let's hear it. Hey, Randall King's got down hell on the debuting this week. Okay. Hey, he's playing at the um, way to go, Randall. The Houston Probably. Radio Cookoff the night that we're sponsoring. The, the Ransom Brothers are new on the chart at number fifty-five. Congratulations, my friends. Matt Castillo with Corazon on Texas Texas Records. Texas. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> Texas. Texas. Texas and Texas are very different things. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Well, congratulations, y'all. I'm proud of y'all. Did y'all see, did you watch that clip or that podcast where I was reading off somebody on the charts and their name was, their name was D-O-N-C-I-S-E. I thought it was Denise because I know a girl, it's like do nice do nice like do nice almost like. Yeah, that's what I was on the podcast. I was like, no, that's Denise. Number 68, we have do nice Somebody was like, "That's Denise." Uh, That's what D- I said. D nice. And then I thought it was a girl, and then I look, it's a okay. African American man. Oh, come on, okay. <laughs> so, but is it Denise? I still don't know to I this day. Know. But I know a girl that her name is spelled like that. And it's Denise. Like hey, Denise. I, whatever his name is or her, I don't know. But I'm proud of him or her. They well, know. so so Parker McCollum is opening for the rodeo this year. 
Yes. Which was what Kojo did last year. Yeah, and killed it. Yes, and he was one of three artists to ever sell out the opening day. Yes. And I feel like we're just going to dive right in here. Parker McCollum is hailed as being this purist of country music, and I just, it makes me really mad. Who said that? This this culture says that. Yeah. It's just like, oh, so so it's not that people say <laughs> things like Parker McCollum is pure country music. It's it's uh right. So I'm gonna name I'm gonna mention Cody Johnson all the time because he is the image of what I believe good modern country music is. He's a standard to me. So so if you say like I love Cody Johnson, they're like, Oh well, have you heard Parker McCollum? <laughs> no. And I'm just like, why are those two things connected? Because Parker McCollum is Mason Crager, if you're listening to this, I love you. Parker McCollum looks like Mason Crager. They're like the same person. The the snapback with the with the button up, you know, yeah. they're very very similar. Um, yeah, I'm not saying you guys make the same music, but you guys look alike. But <laughs> uh, but I did see this. Okay, so this is going to get really specific. And this is why I think he's a fraud. Not only is he not like real country music, in my opinion, I think he's like this halvesy version of um, bro country mixed with good country. Um, I watched this video of him playing guitar. And he was playing, and then he opened everything up and just kept playing. And he wasn't in some like dad gad tuning or some kind of like chordal tuning, even right. standard tuning. Because I watched him play G chords, and then he just kept doing it. But what was coming out of the speakers? I think dang near nothing. But it wasn't like George Strait, where it's like, okay, I know George Strait can play like D, G, B minor, A, and you can see him do it, and he just won't play, and he'll just kind of hit the side of his guitar. Yeah. George Strait has never like pretended to be a guitar player. It's pretty yeah. But you have Parker over here like being the next big thing from Conroe, Texas, and he's just like, he's <laughs> not playing real country music like most people want to say he is. Because uh, what is it? The, I didn't think I was a bad guy. Uh, Don't ask pretty me. heart. Yeah. You're pretty hot. Yes, I'm like, that it, it sounds like Selena Gomez meets country music. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. And, and, and I just, it just frustrates me when people, it's back in the day, because in, in high school, 2000 or 2004, freshman year, or 2003, whatever it was, people would say, because I love John Mayer. I'm a huge John Mayer guy. Mm-hmm. Room for Square is one of the best albums that's ever existed, in my opinion. But you'd say, I like, agree, yeah. do you love John Mayer? Oh well, do you like Jack Johnson? Yeah, they gotta compare it. And to that somebody. used to be the thing, but it's like because they would be like, "Well, Jack Johnson's like the John Mayer of the beach," but they're <laughs> nothing alike. They're, not they're nothing alike. The only thing that was similar about them at the time was that they were acoustic driven. And to me, I feel like that same comparison is being made with Parker McCollum and guys like Cody Johnson because they happen to be young bucks that are in the country music scene, and it pisses me off because I'm a huge purist. I'm a huge like just. I'm very passionate about it, and I feel like Parker McCollum makes subpar country music. I yeah, totally that agree is, with uh... you. Me and Mason have this debate a lot. I I mostly do it to piss him off. Because, What's the debate? Well, I guess it's not even a debate. Like I always say, like, like I just he'll bring up some band, and I'm like, who? Never heard of these people in my life. And he's like, that's my favorite band. It, <laughs> it like hurts his feelings almost, and I feel bad for hurt like if I do hurt his feelings, but. I just like to get him riled up because he's like so passionate about it. And I'm like, I've never heard, who is this? Like this, but that's just not my genre of choice. And I'm not a Parker fan. I'm not into really any of those guys. And it just really makes him upset. So I like to, you know, grind his gears a little bit when it comes to that. And I'll also (laughs) add though. So we talked about Lone Star, right? So, so I have a, 
to your degree in classical vo- vocal performance, right? So, so technique of singing and music theory, like we Morgan and I joke about this because uh, I think she played with you guys one time at like Huffman Axe or something, mm-hmm. and uh, she was telling me about how like. Most of you guys memorize your stuff, and and um, and even like I think she mentioned like your fiddle player Jason, like he doesn't necessarily know theory, but he knows keys, and he can just kind of like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he don't know shit. Well, <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. You, you know, I'll say it. Yes, go back. I went. I told the motherfucker to his face last week. He needs first. <laughs> me and me and somebody else did. So so, but my thing is like I'm 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 generally classically trained as a musician. I used to, I grew up playing violin. Um, mm-hmm. In orchestra, I play guitar. I, I can get away with keys. And like most musicians, I can play any stringed instrument. Mm-hmm. But for me, like I know everything about the number system. I know inversions. I know music theory. I know everything. So like uh, the 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 big deal for me is like looking at, at these these when I look at Kojo and I look at his vocal performance mixed with his guitar playing because he genuinely and I put up this argument against anybody is one of the best good, best acoustic players out there today. Because not only can he play quarterly really well, he can riff and he can finger pick like nobody's business. Too. Yeah, he's great on. He's just a talented individual. Yeah, and he's, he's the standard guy. to me. And and I, and, I, and I feel like it just frustrates me when guys like Parker McCollum are just. I mean, Morgan Wallen is similar. Like he can play. Morgan can play. But uh, when you know you go you go listen to like all the TikTok versions of Cover Me Up because I think his version. I mean, I'm just gonna say it, I think his version is better than the original. Then than Isabel's. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of Jason, but I, I get why people I mean, love the him. The numbers speak for itself. But I just think that the way, and I don't want to get too much into like the nerd, the, the nerd theory, but I'll just I'll, I'll dive into it. So like, for me vocally, you listen to Jason Isbell's version of "Cover Me Up," and you hear, um, "Girl, leave your boots by the bed. We ain't leaving this room." So he does the da da ba 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 ba, and then Morgan Wallen just says he goes flat or he goes mm-hmm. he goes straight. Girl, leave your boots by the bed. And I actually think that's more singable than da 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 and it's kind of, it's just one half step or one whole step, and that's all it is. But it it makes all the difference for the crowd to belt it out. Yeah. And I yeah. think that that we we get down to Kojo and why he's so good it's because he can sing all the runs, he can play all the parts, he has the range, the low and the high. And guys like Parker, they're just out there just broing it out. Uh, just not doing yeah, much. Yeah, I'm... Um, he's, he's unexciting. Like, he's not exciting to me. Well, like, I can... Uh, I put him with... Uh, he's... There's a, a few artists. The two big ones that are kind of in that lane are uh, Co and Parker. And Giovanni and the Hired Guns. Hmm. I thought we we're going to go that way, but I'm very... Happy to see they manned up and or not manned up, but they uh, manned up and went the rock route. Yeah, but they were in that lane. But um, the the Co and the Parker crowd, which are a lot similar stylistically, both visually and musically, um, you know, they they came up pre COVID, like twenty fifteen to twenty nineteen, and. Um, People forget that that like that whole five year time in music was was flash, just because um, that five year period we like as we all had jobs, things were cheap, we didn't worry about politics, and we all idolized Flash. Like mm-hmm. this when um, 
What are you talking? About? What do you mean flash? Like, like what you mean by that? Just success, like the rap. Oh, like flash. Yeah, the rap and hip hop that came up was like big cars. You know, you think of uh, little pump shit like that, like ball out of control and. Co and Parker capitalized on that in the country crowd by being like, you know, Co Parker's what was his nickname the something cowboy or it was like you know big F two fifties gold chains yeah. nice superstar boots. Concrete cowboy. Anyways, the point I'm getting to is that people are broke as fuck now. Yeah, and the world the economy is a shit, and I just. I see, like, I saw a picture, I think Parker and Co. were together, sitting in a fucking sweet, balled out, they got all, everybody's looks like they got money, balled out in a suite at a football game, you know, it's like 10 grand a fucking suite, and it's just, sure. it's just not, Yeah, it's not, you know, like, to me, not tasteful, like, I, I, like, I take a hit on my shirts, I sell on my online, yeah, because I know people, my fans, I don't have fans that are balling. Like, and people right now mostly aren't balling. And it's just like, that's where I think they're at. Like, you've heard the new, you know, like, Co just did that song with Diplo and Kodak. And it is, it's not. Who? <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's, I mean, all, I think all artists are going to have to reckon with, like, balling out of control is not tasteful right now. Yeah. Well, I just think, like. You go back to Kojo. I don't think it's ever tasteful, but that's why Kojo is stays with his loyal people and is well, never. He's gonna at least keep playing his shows because yes. he don't care. He don't wear. He don't ball. He don't post pictures of him wearing chains at a suite. He's, he's a radio cowboy. Yeah, he's a he, genuine. Yeah, he posts pictures yeah, on his cowboy on his rant and like. I met him like before he was. When he was playing at shenanigans, but like. yes. even when he posts pictures with like he's at a nice, he owns like a beautiful ranch, nice yeah. car. They're like, okay, well, you, I mean, he works hard. You deserve to buy a nice ranch, but you're not like just yes. flashing out of control. Well, so so I got to meet Cody uh, in November. Oh wow! Um, I joined a fan club uh, in June. Uh, and it was 25 bucks a year. You get like a terrible koozie. It's, it's not, the graphic is just like, it's almost like Florida, Miami airbrush, like t-shirt oh, kind of yeah. on a koozie. It's bad. <laughs> but, uh, so you get, you get, you get these pre-sale options and then you get, you get to enter like three meet and greet drawings a year. Mm -hmm. So I entered the one for Beaumont, uh, second year in a row going to the concert, but I entered the, the and I, I forgot about it at some level. And then a week before the concert, I get an email. You've won. So I'm like, so oh, my cool. God. So my wife and I go, and uh, I rehearsed my lines because because Cody no. has just, Cody's been a big deal to me. Uh, <laughs> but this is the great thing about Kojo, right, is that we we get to him, and first of all, he's like 5'8". I'm 5'10 and a quarter. Yeah, the quarter is important because my dad's only 5'10", so I'm a quarter <laughs> taller. Quarter taller. He's, he's a small dude, but he's uh, like walk in the room. Dude shakes my hand, looks me in the eye when he shakes my hand. I start talking hey. to him. He never breaks eye contact. And I said, it's really nice to meet you. He looks at my wife, shakes her hand. It's great to meet you, ma'am. Hey. Really nice to her. I wouldn't expect nothing less. Yeah, so I shook his hand, 
again, or we take a picture, and I said, I got two things to say to you. This is where my very directed. I'm shaking his hand. I said, I got two things to say to you that I've been waiting to say to you. I said, number one, I don't know if you if this is weird for me to say as a grown man, but that a grown man should ever say to another grown man, but you are one of my heroes. Aww. Aww. I said, I said, number two, thank you for believing in real country music on behalf of the rest of us and fighting for that. And he looks me right in the eye and said, thank you. I really appreciate that. And then my wife's walking on the room. Cody says, man, it was really nice to meet you as she's walking out of the room. Oh. And I'm just like, damn it. This guy is just great. Genuine. Then goes yes. out and yeah. then just performs. And I'm talking about like rodeo cowboy versus like he high should. school frat boy. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. But he sells tickets. It's because he stands for, and we talked about conservatism. He stands for a life that we wish was still here at some level. Where it's like you, you know, you don't, whether it's like men will say like, I don't ever shake a hand's man, a man's hand when I'm sitting down. You know, he like stands for that kind of life still. And people love it. He's and, raised right. Yeah. And, or in and, our and, sense. And he's a Christian and he's yeah. unashamed about that. And he has said, I've watched innumerable amounts of interviews with him. And he has said, quote, I refuse to suckle to the power teat. And uh, he says, if I were, to, it would be, it would be for me to sell out. Would be for me to ditch the band I've had for ten years just to make money. Yep. And he refuses to do it. Yeah, because he didn't sign for a long time. He didn't sign until until this record I was right about now. To say it was very very recent. Even uh, well, no, sorry. Till you uh, ain't nothing to it. Ain't no, yeah. So the gotta be me record with like uh, with UIM and things like that. He was unsigned, and then the last two ones he was signed. So way to do it, man. I know. That's dude. how I do it. I mean. We watched a um, documentary that he did. Oh, the, yeah. Dear his, Rodeo one? Yeah, yeah, his Dear Rodeo documentary was great. Uh, I believe in all that, yeah. yeah. I, he's the he's the one doing it right now. He's, he's and, one country guy. And he just won I the Grammy, this. too. Yeah. Until you can't. And I will say for my band, too, like playing covers at weddings, Till You Can't has changed our – it's changed the atmosphere of our wedding performances. In what way? We bring that song out, and I'm telling you – the crowd goes nuts. I don't know a person that doesn't like that song. They but get, you sing it great too. I I do all the notes. I do the the, the end note. If you're familiar with it, you can't the scream at the end. I do it. It's tough, but I do it. And oh yeah, it's a uh, it's yeah. like Dragon Ball Z Super Saiyan mode at the end. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you know uh, a kid named Micah Cheatham does a real good cover of that song. Does too. he? Yeah, he does a great cover. He loves Cody too. Yeah, Cody. I mean, I don't I don't really I I can be honest and say I never really turn on his music. But he is He's one person I will pay Wink yeah, Country I artist to, I will pay Did to you go see. to the radio? Yeah I, would, yeah. Yeah. I think I saw did Wait, I we, went, we went with Mason and Megan I saw yeah. Mason Yeah we saw, I, okay, we saw y'all saw you. Okay, We were like yeah. getting Me and Megan were like getting a pretzel or something Okay uh, Yes Because Morgan was there too yeah. Yes because I gave Morgan My So I had tickets And then Do you know Butch Holmes? You know Butch Holmes Name Colby's Jones. dad it Sounds I met him but I don't so really Colby's, Colby's dad was my best man at my wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, Butch Holmes, a real lover of the Lord, and uh, very blue collar dude. I mean, just break, yeah. your, break your hand when he shakes I it. Think kind I of met guy. him at yeah. church one time. Yeah. So Butch, truthfully, when I was twenty two, I met Butch, and uh, I grew up very white collar. And Butch is extremely blue collar, and Butch taught me a lot about what it means to be a man. Just truthfully, we used to meet at Denny's in Atascacita every week for almost two years. At 7 a.m. on Tuesdays. Just, he taught me what it meant to be a man in a lot of ways. Just. God, we need more of that. Yeah. And uh, Butch, Debbie, his wife Debbie texted me or messaged me on Facebook and said, hey, like we have 
some Cody Johnson tickets. Do you want them? And I'm like, I know they have good tickets, but I already bought tickets. <laughs> but I'll say yes to this, and I'll give my tickets away. So I did. And I'm like 15th row on the field level. Oh. Wow. And then I gave my tickets, and Morgan Morgan took them uh, with our friend Lauren. So she dude, went. You, yeah, the only thing that sucked about this show is I wasn't freaking closer. Oh, dude. Oh. I was. It well, wasn't bad, though. It wasn't bad. It's well, not a bad Reliant, I mean, energy uh, is a terrible stadium as far as, like, because even, like, the close seats aren't close. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, like, in the middle of the huge thing. But I don't like big shows at all, ever. No, so I went to so the concerts I go to with Kojo are in Ford, Ford Park and Park. Beaumont. I saw him at Ford Park too. And when did you see him? Two years ago or one year ago? Uh, no, it was when he played there the first time. So it was right before COVID. So it's twenty eighteen okay. or nineteen. Sydney used to see him back in the day, but yes. I would see him at like small bars, like before. Yes, like in, in Huntsville. Huntsville. Yeah, yeah, so I know a lot of people that went to Sam that would, and even that's, the that's where I went, yeah. Sam Pierre from the brewery like had him out to Huffman on the back of his tailgate, like seven. Seven to ten years ago, just playing. Mm-hmm. I think he paid him yeah. like a hundred bucks just to play for the night. Everyone he in Huntsville the, knew him. I think he played a TVE one year in Liberty. Yeah, he played an Humble Rodeo at one point. Maybe yeah. that's what it was. Humble. It was somewhere around here. Hey, but I like him at Ford somewhere. Park. You got to start. I mean, he deserves it. Yeah. Um, I look up to him in that I don't have to do what people say, but well, that's yeah. He, he, his whole rant about uh, and he didn't go as deep in the rant at uh, the rodeo as he did. So post COVID, the first show he did post COVID, mm-hmm. he talked about like, he's like, "You want to wear a mask? You do you." But I'm just so glad to see there aren't any masks in this crowd right now. <laughs> I, just, I was like, "Yes, me too." Yeah, hey, I used to, I did that at my shows. Come on, I, I had a dude come up to me in like fall or like December of 2020, who was from Washington, when it was still locked down. And this dude comes up to me, and he's almost in tears. I think it's, it's at the brewery. Really? He's like, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I'm like, you know, I'm, you're very welcome. And then he starts saying, he's like, I just got uh, I got into town Monday um, visiting my brother. I live in Washington, and we're still locked down. And he said, this is the first time I've been out in, like, eight months. And I was like... It's like really, and he's like, "Yeah, you're the first band I've seen in like ten. And I was like, Jeez. "I said, I'm sorry, bro." <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was. I was like, "Dude, I didn't know what else to say except you need to get the fuck out of there." Well, I've I've had friends that are like in San Antonio that would have said, you know, a year and a half ago, we're like, "I'm gonna go to a Jacob Collier concert, mask up, of course." And I'm like, "Why, why do you have to justify I was that, say, bro? It doesn't have to be, of course, with me. Like, yeah. you want to wear a mask? I don't care. Like, it doesn't bother me." But yeah, yeah. you want to wear a face dive. It's not, of course. Like, it's not the objective morality that you have to do that. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm a dude. I'll always my best friend. I walked in, I think, like four months in the pandemic, and I I wore the mask just because I'm not an asshole. Like yeah. I'm like you. We're a lot in like that. We just want to make people comfortable. Yeah. Like. I had to because I, I mean I'm not gonna scared. like go out of my way, but if I gotta put this stupid fucking thing on my mouth and it makes you feel better, I'll do it. But I'm one of my my best friends. We went to the bar, and uh, we drove there. He rode with me, and we're walking to the bar. And I'm like, "Hey man, you got a mask?" He's like, "I don't. I'm not wearing a fucking mask." And I was like, "I was like, well, what are you gonna do if they tell you?" And he's like, "If they tell me to wear a mask, I'll wear one. If they have one, if not, then I'm just gonna keep going on." And I was yeah. like. That's a pretty way. That's actually a pretty good way to go about. And then I did that, and then 
it it was like I'm not gonna wear one. If they ask me to wear one, I'll happily put one on. And then just doing that, like everybody just stopped giving a fuck. And I got then it kicked was out like, of a Family Dollar because I didn't have one. Did you? After know? I had already picked up, oh, an, I went to go get ruthless. coffee creamer, and this is probably TMI. But I got coffee creamer and tampons. Okay, like well, two TMI, essentials. Yeah. Like you know, I had to buy those from my wife the other day. So. Yeah. See, yeah. and I hate, but I went in the dollar store. I was already walked back there. Came back up to the register, had the two things I need. She's like, ma'am, you need to put on a mask. I was like, uh, I don't have a mask. And she's like, well, you need to put one on. You can't be in here. I was like, well, I, can I just check out? Like, already, she was I've on- already walked to the back of the store, walked back to the front. And she was like, you need to put one on or I can't sell you those items. I was she like, was well, I don't have lively. it. And she said, well, you're going to have to buy one. I was like, I'm not going to buy a mask yeah, to buy but- this. And she's like, well, I'm sorry. I was like, okay. And I literally just – I went – <coughs> yes. Set it down she and was, she was on YouTube, got a million views. I wasn't trying to be she like. Got a on YouTube? Hole. Yeah, no. she got an anti-mask. Oh. Uh, no, he's being Well, my wife was like, so, so, so whenever, so I bought a Captain America themed mask because Captain America is my favorite adventure because he's righteous and he follows all the rules, <laughs> and uh, that's me. So, so whenever they tell you to mask up, I would mask up. But my wife was like, she was the same way. She yeah. would just. And I wasn't trying to be defiant. I was like, I honestly don't have one. I need some tampons. It's Sunday morning. Nothing else is open. Like, you know. (laughs) In hindsight, I can say they only did it. The only reason I complied was because I didn't want to end up on YouTube. I was like, man, if I end up YouTube as a fucking anti master, it's going to be bad for my brand. But as (laughs) as it went on, I was more so like, no, I'm not going to. For me, though, that, that year, man, music was beautiful that year. I had such a different experience than... Most of the mainstream or most musicians, because I never stopped playing. There was no competition, and the people were the most grateful they've ever been to hear me play. Can it, you believe that it's it was three years ago? I in in about mm, thirteen ten days. No, twelve fifteen days. It It'll feels, be three years. It ago. feels like it That's to me insane. because I look back on that year so fondly in music. I miss it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and like, I'm not bragging. I'm just we we as a band we're not signed. We're not big, so and we need money. People want to hear music, and you know I was playing at uh, Trump rallies. Like they didn't, they never gave a fuck. And I was like, they pay and they love country music. Trump rallies, dude. I played. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I still would. I played a bar at LHB. Okay. Yeah, the biggest. I played in front of 1,200 people at LHB at a Trump rally. I didn't even know they there had were one. 550 boats. Shut and up. And 500, almost 600 foot traffic. And then another 550 boats. How did they not know about this? The, dude, there was a news. They went on the news. Planes were flying by. The What? I played the Star Bangle Banner in front of them. I believe that. <laughs> did you play it on the Paisley or did you not have the Paisley yet? I didn't, I didn't have, have the Paisley yet. I can't. Brandon not rehearsed either. Brandon literally went on the mic and said, Everybody, uh, Dalton Ponder here's gonna play the Star Spangled Banner, and I didn't know that, and it was bad. Jeez, and um, it was bad. Mm, to me, yes, but to the listener, no. Did you hit every note, or did you mess up a little I bit? I missed like two notes. That's understandable. Yeah, but it, and the, but I, I play it super reverb distorted, just like Hendrix did. That's why, say, like, version. hey, you, like singing the Star Spangled Banner. You don't hit them every note right. You sound like an idiot. Okay, let's get controversial here. How would you feel if I told you that I thought that Hendrix was extremely overrated? I've, I mean, I heard that before, and 
I've heard that before, and he's not, but I'll let you have your opinion. He, well, is, he is not, though. So, so my thing is innovative doesn't equal quality all the time. No, and it has nothing to do with quality. They're separate. And so I think that, because I'm a huge Stevie Ray fan, huge. I'm generally an Eddie Van Halen fan. I know that's your guy. Yeah, he's my. But when people come out and they say, like, Hendrix is a guitar god, I'm just like, he was an innovator. Yeah, you have to think about what came before him. Yeah, but I think, like, I know this does not equal, this is not necessarily, like, lining up, but I, I would just say, like, he wasn't, in the terms of now, like, he just wasn't, to me, every people do what he do, did. Hendrix walked so we could run. But that's innovation and pioneering. That's not necessarily quality of skill. No. My opinion on who is technically, when people ask me, and I just made a rant about this on like podcast lists, when people ask me who the best guitar player is skill-wise, my answer is me. <laughs> always. As always now, because in I believe that it's completely objective. Subjective. Subjective. Yes, yeah, subjective. Yeah. That it there's no such thing as best. Like well, I agree. I, I, I've seen eight year old Chinese kids on the internet like play yeah. Mixolydian scales at Well, they understand theory like nobody understands. Yeah, no, it's yeah. that's why so I can confidently say that Jimmy was is not overrated just because if you think about what I mean, you yeah, of course, dude. He played, he would take a chord and plugged in to four Marshall full stacks with no pedals and turned them all the way up. And like, yeah, it's well, it's it, funny because I you had that whole TikTok uh series about Ichigo Nito. Oh Who yeah, just, my just, my famous yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, and he's wild, like just. Yeah, it's cute. I don't really understand what he's going, what he's doing. Like, I, you know, we could never get close to replicating that. It's a shtick, you know. Um, it just it's frustrates totally me. It frustrates me when people talk about Hendrix the way they talk about it because I think like, I think Stevie Ray was better, personally. Um, he had more balls too. Stevie Ray is the ballsy, one of the ballsiest guitarist players to ever live, in my opinion. I don't know, dude. But honestly, too, like, listen. I don't know. Not, I don't know if he's more than. I agree with you that the reason that I even think that, like, I know I'm going to get crucified. No, this, he is. I agree with you. I might agree with you. But I, I know that your your listeners right now are probably just going to see me as a corporate tool for saying this. But like, well, they can eat my ass. I don't care. John Mayer to me, and John Mayer's understanding of music theory and chordal. Chord, his chords, his jazz understanding, and his combination of all of that to me, I look at him versus Hendrix, and I'm just like that dude runs circles around Hendrix. I'm not saying that he create like he created something like Hendrix did create something, and he he did he did walk so these people people could run. But that's where I come down back to this argument that innovation doesn't equal quality all the time. No, I don't listen yeah. to Jimmy's music that much. I'm yeah, a, like because it's not it's not recorded very well. It's not played cleanly. but hey, And Kitchen made a good comment, too, though. Um, he said people always seem to forget what Hendrix did in so little time, though, too, because he was 27. Yeah. Right? what Hendrix is the GOAT because yeah. 
the guitar was like like just major scale doodles. Yeah. Like the guitar was before Hendrix, the electric guitar was viewed as a toy. Like Johnny V. Good style. Yeah, but even the purists, the symphony type musicians and the jazz musicians, the famous jazz musicians, big band musicians, which was basically pop music for the 30s and 40s was jazz and big band. The Like the six string electric guitar was a toy. Like just, a, you like before Hendrix, like, the people who you would think now as the music snobs back then, they would be like, like, Ugh. like, why no, you, you need to have a tuba, you need to have a cello, and you need to have a fiddle and a piano. Like, why do you call someone the greatest all time of all time? I that's what I don't understand. Because wait, but no, okay. So, well, no, I mean it's good. I'm just saying, like, I don't understand because I I still think this argument comes back to a label of innovation yeah. and not actual. Skill. Skill. Because that I believe, I kind of qualify on a musician's rank. I rank musicians on what I believe and what I feel is what really happens is their ability to enter and channel in like a witchy way. Okay. And that you say Steve Ray Vaughn, he and he, all, everybody that's met Stevie said this, that in almost all great guitar players, they meet what they say is their ability that they would just seem to like close their eyes and channel like soul feeling enter. But it's, but as somebody that their best nights and their best recorded music, like my best solos are truly like the solo for Hurricane, which is the solo I'm most known for. Yeah. It came to me in that I mused on it and felt that I pulled it from somewhere and in live my best. So I, th- I rate Hendrix as the goat for it in a world. And I can, I feel that it can be suppressed. Like it's, availability to you and this could all be woo well you're talking what you said earlier though is important though you talked about like how everything's subjective yeah like it's john mayer to me it's easy for him to take what he does and do it at the quality because he can take we're in such an open society now he can take all this stuff and then make it this amazing thing he's got all these things resources and what i don't get about jimmy is like before jimmy there was like uh you know um i love you baby i want that was it beach boy yeah yeah and then where did the like he literally just came that's what i like about jimmy is he just talking about creativity yeah he just showed up one day turned his amps all the way up and started what we call boomer solos yeah but there were the there was guitar solos really didn't exist they were like 30 yeah. like that's when i think of jimmy's like i'm like well i don't get it like yeah and he that's why i say like we all have him to take further 
Yes, okay. I, I, and I would never. I don't. I've, I'm not claiming like someone like John Mayer to be the goat. I do think he's one of the greatest things to ever happen personally. But, but I also look at his like acoustic skills, and no one's doing both like him. No, They're playing he, neon like acoustic versus also like covering anything that Stevie Ray Vaughan did and playing it to the T too. Yeah, I John Mayer gets goat status from me only because of neon. Which neon is stupid good, but then, but then, okay, so uh, his blues playing is okay in my opinion. You look at someone like Brad Paisley, yeah, and I think at Paisley post twenty ten Paisley. So I grew up playing country music because of Brad Paisley. Like he was my guy, and I wanted to be like him. He was pure. He was traditional. Post- that's my guitar, bro. Yes, and and that's why I loved it so much too. I loved it so much. I gave you a shout out at that songwriter night. You remember? Um, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. 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 And uh, post twenty ten though, he's garbage. And like I say, as his number one fan, I was in the fan club. I bought merch. I seen him seven times in concert. Yeah, dude, that house. He got a big house. And, bro, and I'm telling you right now, like, like there is no bigger letdown than Brad Paisley because acoustically, that dude can shred like any bluegrass person can shred. Which I mean, those bluegrass players are just ridiculous, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he was. He that was. Let him finish. Did you yeah. see the Game of Thrones um, shred fest? Yes. Where he was like beside uh, all of them, Tom Morello and uh, you know Betancourt, Kenny Wayne, Wayne Shepherd, I think. And he basically just like he wrecked them all. Um, he was wasn't he. Like in the '90s when he was starting, he was a like the showcase guitar player. Yeah, and yeah, then he yeah, and he was he was to probably two thousand about 20, 2008, 2009. Um, but because he understands music theory in a way that John Mayer does too, because they did they did a crossroads in two thousand four, I think it was before like because there was another crossroads where uh, Keith Urban and John yeah. Mayer did it, and that was like more widely because. Yeah. I hate Keith Urban more than anything I'm in the world, and I'm telling you, I'll go on an hour of a rant on why Keith Urban's a fraud. But because I used to it's grow up Australia, I used to I used to like him before Brad Paisley, <laughs> but he's smoking mirrors, camera effects. I mean, he's a good guitar player, but like he's from Australia. There's <laughs> no comment on that, but yeah. but anyway, Brad, right? Isn't he? Am I wrong? He, he is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brad Paisley, though, to me is. He's the guy. He's the real deal. You won't find, was. honestly. I mean, you he could probably outplay John Mayer at some level if you really wanted to. Absolutely, dude. I have uh, seen some videos of Brad Paisley I know. destroying. I saw a video just last week, I think, of old video from him in nineties. He yeah. looked young, and he's wearing a stupid Wranglers pearl stamp, look like just yep, sh- shredding. Because he can play shred solos, he can play acoustic, but he can play jazz, he can play Chet Atkins. But his chick, he can do those things, but he is goat, in my opinion, not goaded up. He can do those things. Well, he sold out. What I, he can chicken pick, and that's what this video I saw was so old. It's before he knew anything other than chicken pick. Yeah. And he does, that's kind of why I don't like Brad Paisley that much now, because he tries to go more into blues and shred. Yeah. And I'm like, well, he was better at 12 years old than most of us will ever be. Yeah. But and when I see him do shred, I'm like, hey, dude, just let Eddie have that. Like, Because <laughs> he can chicken pick, like, and it's tasteful chicken picking, too. Yes. He, and at a level I wish I could do. Yeah. I can't chicken pick that well. I wish I could. Chicken pick's tough, man. It is. It, you have to be smart and yep. and live right. 
and I just don't. <laughs> real talk. Morally astute will help you be. It, it is. It's, it's in more. It's um, very uh, symphonic way of playing the guitar. Yeah. That is, I guess, brought down by the music it's involved with. But chicken, a lot of you know um, the modes of those solos, and then the chromatic stuff, and mm-hmm. the ability for good chicken picking players to blend the chromatic notes. With like the major pentatonic is just. Are you a Vince Gill fan? I was oh, about to the, say my, Vince Gill is my he's man. So tasteful. He is. So he's my he's my favorite country. He is he's my so yeah. tasteful when he plays the solo to go rest high on that mountain. Oh, stop. It's just and even like we play don't don't let your love start slipping away. I know, it's so just good. so tasteful and it's, it's so beautiful. well put together and he's got that strat he's got a telly but he's got a strat a lot and I'm just like, it's just so tasteful. I'm forever jealous of combo frontman lead guitar players yeah forever jealous that was my first concert we went vince gill vince gill and amy grant okay we saw insane um, blackberry <laughs> smoke charlie star he's the same shit dude i was just really? like damn can't be it's, vince though no he also is well, an honorary all, eagle so. all the dudes that that's true sing, <laughs> yeah honorary eagle scout no no he was from he tours with the, the eagles. eagles yeah for a little he while does a guitar oh player. yeah 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 Man, I'm just jelly. I, I wish I, I had it like that. John I was love, the, doing the Grateful Dead for a little bit. You know. Didn't yeah. like that. Was not a fan of that. I, I well, now he's a, doing solo tour. Yes, I yes. saw that. Yeah. And I would like to go see him because you, I don't know if you knew him, but my best friend passed away last year, uh, Austin Bond. Uh, I do know Austin Bond. Yeah. And and that's his family. His, that's his bass behind you. No uh, way. Yeah. So, so his mom... Goes to church with y'all. Yes, and his. Yeah. That's Chris, why I was like, I think you know. Yeah, so Chris, oh, you know that bass. Yeah, Chris, Chris Rayburn and I at one point were very close, and we were still friends. But that's, yeah, that's awesome. his bass. Okay. But wow. he has—he's the reason that I like. Were you at his his memorial? Yeah. So was I. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, downtown. Okay. Yeah, I was there. Um. Yeah, he was my best friend growing up. I went on family vacations with Chris and Christine. Like, Did you really? I went to Arkansas, like, because that's where his. So what's your last name? name? Givens. Givens, okay. Yeah. I'm about to mention you because, yeah, Chris and I used to hang out all the time. Really? Yeah, I mean, like. I love him. He's great. For a for a time before Austin got sick, mm-hmm. we were very close. Really? Yeah. I mean, really? we would go to his, I would go to his garage all the time, smoke cigars, yeah, no, a whiskey. A jam. We, we brewed a beer together. Really? That he called Brendan Bach. Oh and it was out of his like kegerator, and I like, could totally see. Him yeah, and, uh, and and Chris was for the church was our AV director, so he basically like he had had the free reign to basically go and improve all our sound and everything, and just like day week after week, he would do all this different like sound stuff, and I was he would tell me, and I finally had to be like, dude, just just do it and don't tell me because you're you're so type A, I'm type A, but you are like at another level here, mm-hmm. and. I so love that's that. crazy. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and I didn't realize that until probably last year sometime we went and saw y'all play. Or I think it was. Or no, it was like Morgan's birthday party or something at the brewery. There was like a boat. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, it was something for Morgan and Mason was playing and Christine was there. And I was like, what are you doing here? And she was like, I'm here with Morgan. I go to church with them. And I had no idea. And it was the first time I saw Christine since the funeral. Okay. Um. And, of course, we both had a little moment. Um, and then at the church event at the brewery, I saw him there again. Um, so I knew that you had knew him. But I didn't know if you knew Austin. But he was the reason that I, like, gave John Mayer a chance because okay. that was, like, his biggest influence was John Mayer. Yeah. Because um, I don't know if you knew this, but he was an insane guitar player also. I didn't know. So I knew. I don't know the kids much. I know Chandler a little bit better than I know 
I didn't know. I never met Austin. Oh, okay. But I've met Chandler a few times. Yeah, and uh, they're totally different. Like, yeah. Well, Chandler, I love Chandler is uh, should... Casey Dutton. Yeah, and absolutely. Chandler are the same person. Yeah, and and Austin was totally <laughs> which one's not. Casey Dutton. He's, he's the, from Yellowstone. The, I know which one. Are the, he's the blonde uh, son. The cowboy. That's married to yeah. the Indian. Oh, okay. Girl. Married to the yeah. girl that cries all the time. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes, know, one Monica. of the worst characters. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but he said the sticker, one of the stickers on there, the Stonehenge sticker that's kind of holographic yeah. right there, that's his album that he came out with uh, okay. right before he got extremely sick. Um, but Chris gave me that when he passed away. Really? Yeah, because I had always wanted to play bass and, uh, and I was friends with his wife too. Um, and I had said like, his dad, Donald had a bunch of his guitar stuff. Um, and we actually went and looked, and Dalton bought a few of the pedals and things like that. We were going to buy his guitar. His dad can, ended up keeping it, which I'm glad he did. Yeah. But I had told Chris, I was like, hey, if you have any of that stuff you're going to get rid of, like, let me know. I was like, I would like to buy something or you know, have something just for sentimental value. And I had mentioned to his wife that I wanted to learn to play bass like a long time ago. And she was like, I want you to have his bass. Like, wow. um, of course, I haven't played it. Uh, just, it and you it's haven't learned there. bass. So. I haven't learned bass. <laughs> but, like, when he gave it to me, like, that was just a really special moment. But, yeah, you know, referring back to things, like, he's the reason yeah. I gave John Mayer a chance. And, like, I was I was always like, oh, John Mayer sucks. Like, he's lame. Like, I don't listen to that kind of music. Yeah. Um, but he also loved Hendrix. But John Mayer was, like, his biggest influence. And especially on that Stonehenge album, it's just him. Yeah. Um, I don't like John. Uh, John Mayer's not uh, – he's not – I don't think about him that much. You just said he was a goat 20 minutes ago. I mean, he's, yeah. <laughs> His I'm acoustic saying, playing, though, I will say, I think it's unrivaled, personally. Yeah. He, yeah. I'm the goat because, I'm saying he's the goat because he's, he's worth, like, $50 million. Like, anybody. But I still, like, he's not something that I just, like, turn on and listen yeah, to. No. But I do know how great he is. I like. do think that, for, for me, Continuum, and I know it's cliche at this point, Continuum is almost a perfect album. And I think that Room for Squares is close. Absolutely. I wish you could have met Austin. Absolutely. Those are the wonderful, great. I mean, I don't have to say it. That those those are albums are the reason he is now where he's at, and that's what got him to. Those albums are why he's the goat. Is that it's crazy how artists have an album that just elevates them. I I, dude, I need one. I really need (laughs) one. All right. Well. I got to pee. You want to end it? Sure, uh, man. No, let's, yeah. Y'all have any shows coming up? Honky Tonk Revivalists? Honestly, so, they, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. Honky Tonk Revivalists is my band, uh, and we are a traditional country band. We're a classic country band. We are ferociously dedicated to preserving country music. And Blake Shelton once has an infamous quote of saying, nobody wants to listen to your grandpa's music, and I would fight. That six foot seven giant mm-hmm. to say that well, I disagree. That? Hey, yeah, he did. Wow. Yeah, no one wants to listen to your grandpa's music. And, and then he married Gwen Stefani. Yeah, I just and I disagree. <laughs> and and so we we don't necessarily have any public shows coming up. I told Dalton this. We really remain in the private sector, but we are trying to book a LHB Lake Houston Brewery show in April. Okay. Just and the only reason we do the public shows is really for friends and family. Um. But if you have, if you are a person that has a wedding coming up or a corporate gig or a party, Honky Tonk Revivalists, search us on Facebook, Instagram. We are your yes. one stop shop for uh, classic country music and Kojo. We play a lot of Kojo. Yeah. You know? 
I do like the Vince. Y'all are and, very professional about it. Yeah, and we're going to sing Shania Twain, too. Yes. Honestly, when people ask us to play weddings, I'd tell them about y'all. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Dalton, we are, yeah, the Gulf Coast, in, 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 in Just, Gulf Coast Drifters and HTR have a unspoken friendly rivalry with each other yes <laughs> and it mainly may just be me against you all and you guys may not care no i think that it's a yeah uh, i think it's like an unspoken no rivalry. it's because of the battle of the, bands. the battle of the vans but i but i say <laughs> that uh you know um we uh. we're just very different though because <laughs> gulf coast drifters are the people that you want to go party with yeah and you want to have a good time and you want to drink some beers with and you want to listen to some rock and roll and good music but HGR, the people you want to two-step with, yeah. and you want to get married to. Yes. So I think I it's just a different, yeah. you know, you want to have a 50th anniversary, hire HGR. HGR. You want to you want to party on a Friday night and GCD. celebrate. <laughs> I'm sure Mason would say he would he can do both because he has done some good weddings with me. Every time we get hired for a wedding, I'm like, why the fuck am I here? <laughs> Like, I'm the one that MCs all the weddings myself, ladies and gentlemen. Let's turn our attention to the bride and groom as they cut the cake. <laughs> you know, and so that's me making making <laughs> all that. So I've yeah, well, that's I always end up DJing them. The my, bro- my brother DJs weddings, okay. yeah. but I was just like end up getting the mic and just saying, yeah, just he makes a full playing iTunes and just going, come on, ladies. <laughs> yeah, the MC you <laughs> don't want to. That's half the battle, though. I mean, that is like, <laughs> yeah, no, I know how to get them going. I just. Actually, I do weddings. I don't. I mean, yeah, you are. I do have so. I, yeah, I, do, I love. We had we had good weddings. For any of you who do like uh, any Christian music, we do. My band. I have a. My church has worship music on Spotify and iTunes and Apple Music under Providence Worship, and we released an EP uh, at the end of last year called uh, "True and Better." And uh, it has it does have a ripping guitar solo on one of the songs that my that, that vine worship that you checked out that guitar player he played a song I played a solo on my song that I wrote called True and Better and I told him bring me Eric Johnson meets worship and he oh. ripped a n- nasty good theory solo and it was Eric Johnson to the T and I was just I love like Eric. yeah so also when we get off this I'll just show it to you real quick yeah. because it's it was very tasteful. Yeah, there was some shred factor to it. Gotta have. That's so, what Eric does best. Yes, yes. It's that those like theory notes mixed with good shred. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I it's love in there. It's short, but it's good. I had to check it out. I love me some good worship what, music. Uh, That's like my my vice that nobody What's knows uh what what is your role in the church? So in the church That's uh, your full time employment. Is right? my full time job. So I've been in I have been in full time ministry for sixteen years now. Um, and I've been playing music for 20 years. And so my official title right now in Providence Community Church in Atascacita is the pastor of liturgy and group life. So I do the worship on Sunday mornings musically, but I also organize a service. And then I manage the small groups. Um, and I am an elder. I'm a pastor of the church, so I am ordained as well. Um, and I'm one of six pastors of the church. I just, I'm one of three full-time pastors, though. So Wow. So when That's it comes, awesome, man. Yeah. How's the church? Well, so it's great, man. It's I mean, we're about to send, celebrate our 10th anniversary uh, next month. Congratulations. Which means that 10 years ago, I we started the church almost 11 years ago, but 10 years ago, we start, we launched the church, which is wild. Because I don't know if you know much about this, but generally in the evangelical church world, which is like the modern day church world, mm-hmm. most people stay at churches for like three years yep. on staff. 
I noticed that, yeah. And they just they look for the bigger church, and we're a or a church of two hundred members, and we've been that way for a while, and we're building a building right now. But like it's, but you I, got a good community, yeah. And yeah, it's, and, and and it's cliche to say this at some level. It's never been about the numbers for us. We do love numbers because that means more people love Christ and are, are in the community uh, that we talked about. Like no, and, and um, totally, I feel the same way. Uh, it's not anything on the same level, but social media numbers. It's that's a be- good way to look at your quant quant yeah. quality, not it's, quantity. It's say it's I love all the followers and it's good to have them, but it's not something to focus on. Yes, and I'm a big fan personally. So like our worship music is it's modern, but it's it's like a mix of modern slash traditional in a way that I love deep hymn like lyrics with a modern sound. Mm-hmm. And I have 25 members on my worship team, so like this rotation, it's pretty big for a small church like us. Um, but it's like weekend warriors that are coming and playing guitar. Some of them can only play power chords, but probably I probably your friends too, because everybody yeah. just loves to hang around you. <laughs> well, yeah. So I mean, our 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 church is organized to where like you must be a member to play on the worship team, which is great. So it's like it's not just random people coming in. Yeah. But the good news is, with my theory training, I'm able to help people like teach them and, and grow yeah. them in that way and hold them to a standard that's like good enough to not be a distraction in that way. Yeah. What, that's awesome. Um, I like, I'm not a fan of the word religion, hmm. but what would you say? Like I grew up Southern Baptist. Um, but then I, why do you really rise when you say that? <laughs> just because there's <laughs> such a stigma with Southern, like <laughs> early, you said earlier, like, you know, you can't once you drink, then you leads to dancing. Yeah, and getting yeah, that pregnant. is Southern Baptist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that it just you know that's funny to me. But um, and then I my one of my best friends growing up, her parents were the pastors of a church, um, and it was like non denominational, um, and that's like kind of what I base like my beliefs off of. So mm-hmm. I didn't know like what like what is your church like? I guess denomination. Yeah, denomination. Yeah. It, we are non denominational as well. Okay. Um, but but we tell people generally we're closest to Baptist. If you had to pick one, yeah. Um, we are part of a church planning network called Acts twenty nine, and the clever play of that is that there's no Acts twenty nine chapter twenty nine in the Bible. It ends at twenty eight. Mm-hmm. So twenty nine is like the continuation, and basically it just means that we're a church that wants to make more churches. We're not yeah. about building like a big home base. We just want to spread what we believe. Um, even if it means that we are small and we yeah. have to give up some of our resources to help, help others. others. Yeah. yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm not opposed to how anyone believes. I, uh, yeah. you're so, is there, you don't have to any, um, succinct words, scripture you could say right now. Yeah. To the point. Yeah, so, n- nothing long. Just no. I want to. Yeah, I want to. I love good scripture. Well, from so, both the Quran and the Bible. The, very, mm, some of it. It's is. interesting, man. And I, and I'll be very honest with you. Uh, I told Morgan Marley uh, that I was going to be on this podcast the original time when when we had originally scheduled, and I had to cancel on you. Oh yeah, this is redo. This is number two. I yeah. Forgot. yeah. And uh, and I said I said the same thing I said to you. I was like. I don't know what it is about Dalton, but something about his personality. I can't. I can't look away. Uh, and she <laughs> it's said, like, a like, guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah. So she like she was joking. She's like, but you need to understand, like, that's the Lord drawing you to Him, because like sh- He has a desire for His life too. And I was like, no, I believe that. Um, but anytime that we're on these kind of platforms, you know, as a pastor, like I, I'm trying, I'm trying to toe the line of being true to what I believe is and passionate, but also like 
knowing that this is not my podcast, it's your podcast, you know. And but I would say that. Well, I I can. This okay. is your podcast. <laughs> this is where I differ from the rest. This is sure. your podcast. I do this all. Um. What, what did you say? Morgan said what? Yeah, um, let him finish. Morgan said it's the Lord drawing you to Him. Yeah. Yeah. I, guess, I feel. I'm that. drawn then that way to everyone. I feel. But continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. No. It's good. Uh, and so I would say, you know, the 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 mission of Providence, and not to promote a church, but the mission of Providence is to make the gospel unignorable in our city. Um, and so the word unignorable, right, just means not able to be ignored. Like whether you're, you know, you know, the Houston Astros, you can't ignore them. Mm-hmm. They're so popular. They're so present. You can't ignore them. Uh-huh. And we want to make the gospel on that, that prevalent in the city. And so the important part to understand and what that means is because most people, when you say like, what's the gospel? They say, oh, it's the good news. Cause we were raised, we, a lot of yes. us were raised in church, mm-hmm. you know, say it's the good gospel, news, yeah. but you have to ask yourself, what is the good news? And the good news, and I said it earlier, is that we were all created. We fell away through sin. But the moment that we sinned, God put a plan to redeem the world instantly and said, if you believe and sent his son, so we believe in Christianity, he sent his son. Not only just to die on the cross, but to live. So the, the issue the issue with the religion of Christianity is that people have to understand that the gospel is the life, the life and death of Jesus. It's not just the death of Jesus. So that you had the law that God gave. And that God gave the law so that we would understand we we need him. We failed the law, and so God sent Jesus who did fulfill the law mm-hmm. and then died a innocent death which we had deserved because we deserved death because we broke that law. Because you, you break any deity's law, you deserve to die. Yes. So you trust in the perfect life of Jesus and the sacrificial death of Christ. And we realize we can't be good. There's no definition of good. Like we said that earlier, and I didn't say anything because I'm, I'm trying not to be like too, you know. <laughs> Bible says no one is good. No, not one. And we, you were gone, but we talked about like the, Jeremiah says the heart is desperately sick. Mm-hmm. deceitful above all things. You cannot trust your gut. You cannot trust your heart. But the gospel is that Jesus came and lived that perfect life and he died the death. And when we believe that he did that, we are promised eternal life. So it's not about being a good person. It's not about doing right things because you can't, because at the end of the day, our motivations are impure. Our heart is sick. Even on our best attempts, our heart is wicked until we are born again by the blood of Jesus and trusting in the blood of Jesus. And when we do, there is a spiritual transaction that happens that says, you are now a new creation. The old has passed away, the new has come. Corinthians says that. And so my, my that, that that is like what I would say, if you, which I appreciate you asking me that too. Um, the gospel is that Jesus lived the life we couldn't live. He died the death oh, that we I love good. I love gospel. Good gospel. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so, but but it's important the distinction of of the gospel is this the idea and the fact, in my opinion, that Jesus but, lived, died, rose for our eternity. And so, so throughout, we go back to the original topic of COVID. Throughout this entire time of me suffering. And, and weeping to my wife. Absolutely. I placed my hope not in the present, but in the eternity. Yeah. To say that, okay, Lord, the path that I feared most, you chose, that you, you felt like it was what I needed to, to go through. 
because I was trusting in my own self-sufficiency and my ability to do whatever the hell I wanted to do because I'm a successful dude and I can do what I want. But you had to get my attention to say like, no, like you need, you need me. I see that in you telling me that now. And I believe that wholeheartedly and am glad that you said that on this podcast, because in that same vein, you spreading this message and me wanting to hear it recorded to people. If you help one more person with the insight you had, mm. because I released this or they were listening, that's it right there. Yes. And that's, I feel that obviously point. not yeah. nearly as succinct, but I do feel that. And that's why I like, I do get a lot of, you know, people, a lot of people would say, don't talk about these things. And, um, I'm thank you for saying that because, yeah. um, I couldn't imagine, dude, that that how bad that felt. But I mean, you're seem you're great now. We're good. Yeah. And thank you for telling that because there are a lot of people that are scared to talk about who are maybe going, who probably are going through similar things. Yeah. And um, I think the more we just talk about it and you just preach the word like that, like um, in the moment, you know, you suffer, but. Well, I'm a firm believer that, or I've always said this, that um, like God's going to give his hardest battles to his strongest warriors to bring them back. Like like you said, like, you know, he's, I, put your eyes back on the prize and mm-hmm. he's the prize. Yeah, that's the story of the, the cripple who begged him, who saw him heal people and he begged him to heal him and he told him. Yeah. No, like, you don't understand it, but we trust you um, in the fact that, you know, I, I don't know the I don't know the scripture, but well, it, it, co- it comes back to an, an eternal mindset, and and to like land the thought for me, and you guys. I mean, you're probably you're, I'm sure you're similar in certain ways. Like, you work your ass off in life, and you work hard, and and you know, if you, if you have kids, if you're listening to this, like you sacrifice for your kids, and with the church, you know, the church is an in- interesting culture because most of it's based on volunteer work too. Uh, not by me. I mean, I'm paid, but um, I know and I believe that Christ, the Lord, sees every bit of my effort mm-hmm. that no one else sees. The tears and the labor when I'm randomly up at the church at a, on a night that nobody knows I'm there because I have to fix things or whatever f- so that they can have their Sunday service or I'm in the hospital or whatever. I, I believe so fully and so wholeheartedly that one day I will see Jesus face to face and every bit of that will be worth it because he understands and he will know. And and so, so I have a tattoo right here. That's a hand mirror. I wish I could show it, but actually I probably just will show you because I think it's yeah, important. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, let's see it. Unbutton here. You know, <laughs> put the spotlights on you real quick. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of nice tattoos. Thanks, man. I uh, I get them done down so in East End downside. I, I was going to ask where you got them because I want one. I want one actually. It's how good they for turn Austin, out when you so. like think about like <sighs> put forethought into them. Well, uh, well, that's what the... most people do. So. Okay, so <gasps> you scared me, Toby. Sorry. <laughs> so now I'm all right. So you can see this tattoo right here. Oh yeah. So it's a hand mm. mirror, and uh, it's surrounded that's by a... marigolds. Uh huh. Right, so this is First Corinthians fi- uh, fifteen. 
115? I can't remember exactly the verse. For now we see through a mirror dimly, but then face to face, and we will know God fully just as we are fully known. My wife and I in 2021 miscarried uh, our Great third scripture. child. And, uh, and that, that was the third child. And I remember when, when uh, she called me screaming one day because we found out we were pregnant and we were with our third child. And we had a, at the time, like a one-year-old. And uh, we were just like, oh, my God. And by the end of the day, I was sold out. I was like, Yes. At first, I was like, "Oh my God, finances, everything." Do, but yeah. by the end of the, by the end of the day, I was just like, "Yes, another soul to love." Um, and then we lost the baby uh, at like eleven weeks, and um, it was going to be born in October, which is Marigold is October birth mm-hmm. month. And this was basically just saying, like, right now is a taste of what's to come. And so, right now, I don't know, I don't fully know, but he fully knows. He fully knows me. Christ fully knows me. But one day, I will fully know. Because for now we see in a mirror dimly, but one day I will see fully and I will know everything. I will know why he did these things and I will know. And even if, if I don't get to sit before the Lord and he says, I, I did this because X, Y, Z, it won't matter because I'll be in his presence yeah. and that will be enough. That is the point right there. That yep. statement. Yeah. Is, that's I think that's it's like be- mine. Like I believe that everything happens for yes. a reason and I probably will never know, but one day it's not going to matter. Like I know that he's, He's the reason. Yeah. Like, even not know, not even wanting answers. Well, that was what I was looking for. Thank you. Yes. Absolutely. I wish I need more people of the church on this podcast. <laughs> I love good. You should I, invite Morgan onto this podcast. I'm sure she'd love to talk will, to you about all these. Will things. you come back? I would love to come back. Man. Yeah, come Please back. Too. You and her come back. Yeah, she, yeah. She, uh, she would love to be on here too. Yeah, I'm not a bad. I mean, yeah, I'm not back. a. I have no agenda. Really, I, just, I like you, to hear nice people talk. At some point. My suggestion is get my wife on here. You guys can reminisce about old times. My wife is... is well, that's what I was associated. I thought I went to high school with him. But I guess I was just projecting that I went to high school with your wife. She, on. my wife, is is a character. She is very strong, very sassy. I like that. Intense. That's so my, what I remember. My wife has had... Well, yeah. Yeah, my wife has had to also learn to live with me. Don't button your cord inside your shirt. Oh, my fault. There you go. Uh, <laughs> when you can. But. Had to learn. I'll just leave it like this. She's had to learn to live with me, so her intensity over the years has arisen. She's hilarious, but she's strong. I mean, she's been through a miscarriage herself, you know, and, and yeah. everything like that. And she's been. She had to care for me as I went through all that stuff too. Give birth to two children. She's a good woman for that. Though. Yeah, she is. She took care of me. Huh? She's the greatest. And yeah, she's a good. That's the kind. That it, see. All you lame dudes who are lonely and can't find a girl, <laughs> you've seen two hours of take, a great... Of takes a, one to get one. Yeah, I was going to say, of good women great, are forged. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> most of you dudes who are with these ladies of the night would leave you. <laughs> That's one way to put it, yeah. Well, they would. They would leave you at the first sign of hardship. And take example, man. I mean, I got one right here. Like, mm-hmm. it's... A lady of um, the night? <laughs> No, I was a good like, woman. <laughs> you really got to find a woman that will take care of you at the worst because it's easy to have fun when you're all, it's all good. Dalton said that's what sold him on me was one time he was sick when we first were it, hanging out. Like the first couple of times we hung out, he said he didn't feel good. And I was like, okay, well, if you need, can I do anything for you? Like he was texting me and I was like, is there anything I can do? Like, can I pick you up something? And I lived in Dayton mm. and he lived here. 
And uh, I was like, I can bring you like some food or, you know, if you need medicine. And then he was like, well, I really could go for some uh, soup. And so I, I drove and picked up soup woman. and brought it over here. And he said from that moment, like he knew like. Nice. That's yeah. her. But. Uh, Kitchen just said, well, earlier he asked, uh, he said, tell him to play a song. But then he said, I need to be educated on church stuff because IDK, what the hell y'all are talking about? <laughs> Go to church. <laughs> Ryan, you definitely do. Oh, Who's shut, Kitchen? Stop. His name's Ryan. Ryan, Ryan Kitchen. His last name's Kitchen. Okay. Um, but we just call him Kitchen. He went to school in Liberty with my brother and I. He's my brother's. Or he's probably, yeah, him and Zach are the same age, so around your age. Do you want to play a song? I'll play a quick song real quick. Yeah, yeah we'll end it with a song. Yeah. yeah, I think the tuner works on it. And Dalton says it's his best friend, and that he's technically never met him in person. <laughs> I, I know him from school, and Dalton doesn't yeah. even know him. I think this is going to be one of our longest shows. I was wondering about that because I saw somebody else bragging about the longest podcast you did. Jeff Canada. And it's only nine. Thank you for getting here early. I love early well, podcasts. Well, I appreciate it because I'm not a night person, so. Yeah. Dalton is a is a creature of the night. I don't like to do podcasts. All right. Can I do that? I'm just going to play. I'm going to. Maybe I'll do this one too. <laughs> Kitchen said, best friends forever. Absolutely. this. <laughs> All right, so I'll just play in the spirit of Kojo. I'll play a Kojo song. Yeah. Hell yeah. This won a Grammy yesterday, so I'll play till you can't. Oh, at least a little bit of it. I'll play. I'll play maybe a. A little snippet? Yeah, a little snippet. Anything you want to This is also half step down from the original key, and I which I'm grateful for. You can tell your old man you'll do some largemouth fishing another time. Just got too much on your plate. Bait and cast the line You can always put a rain check in his hand Till you can You can keep putting off forever With that girl whose heart you hold Swearing that you'll laugh someday Further down the road You can always put a dime on her hand you can if you got a chance take it take it while you got a chance if you got a dream chase it cause a dream won't chase you back if you're gonna love somebody hold them as long and as strong and as close as you can 
till you can. There's a box of greasy parts sitting in the trunk of that 65. Still waiting on you and your granddad to bring it back to life. You can always put around Always get around to fixing up that Pontiac till you can. If you got a chance, take it. Take it while you got a chance. If you got a dream, chase it. Cause a dream won't chase you back. If you're gonna love somebody, hold them as long and as strong and as close as you can till you song makes me emotional every time. You had to give me the note. I knew you, <laughs> I know. I knew you would. Man. You. That was great. Thank you so much, bro. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh. I like love that song, but I hate it too because it like just puts me all in my feels. That's like, extremely emotional. It's and Dalton didn't like I had to explain that to him. I was like, this song makes me sad. Oh, not necessarily sad, but it's contemplative. Though. Yeah, and I was like, every time like every time I hear it, I tear up. Just it's, it makes uh, you feel things. Yeah. <laughs> It's a reminder of how I feel most of the time. So, <laughs> real talk. I thank you for that, Cody. But thank you for that, Brent. Man. Yeah. I was like, are you giving me the note? I don't know. If you're gonna give me the note. <laughs> I was thank like, let's you. go. Well, we're half step down, so I'll go for it at this point. But it's good. It worked. Well, if y'all ever have a chance to see Brendan live, or y'all want a top-notch country band for your event, reach Pardon? out to me. Or y'all got a booking guy, a booking company. Or somebody, or reach go out to you. Facebook Honky Tonk Revival. Yeah, go to way to do it. Yeah, if y'all want to um, reach out and have them play whatever you want, or just follow them, uh, Honky Tonk Revivalist. And um, thank you, Brendan, for coming. I what about it. Visit, can we visit your church? You can always visit my church, Providence Community Church in Tascosita. If you ever went to the bar, Coaches back in the day, it's in the same parking lot that Coaches was. Was the one that burned down? Right next to Dollar General, Arm Sports. Yeah, the one that burned down. Oh, next to. Oh, nice. Right there. Okay. Yeah, we're right there, and uh, we have two services, nine and ten forty-five on Sunday. So for anybody in the area, we're celebrating our tenth anniversary on March fifth in Kingwood Town Center, and we're gonna have like food trucks out there and bounce houses with kids and stuff. And we're just hanging out. So. 12.30 on March 5th, if anybody just wants to hang out. There's going to be a Puerto Rican food truck, which is really good. And then there's going to be a sauce and bones barbecue truck, Tiki's shaved ice. Like it's just going to be... So what day? March 5th. March 5th. There's going to be cornhole and can jam and ladder golf just hanging What's out. What's the website? ProvidenceTX.org. ProvidenceTX.org. Yeah, y'all... Um... I mean, the last two hours speak for themselves, but thank you so much for coming. It's such a great conversation. I love yeah, talking. Love it. You're, it. Opposites attract. They really do. <laughs> yeah. Or if anything, they make better conversation. Yeah. Especially Man. if you're understanding. You go listen to the ones where I talk to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well just instantly demonetize those. <laughs> well, um, well, let me go pause the stream. Thank you all, everybody that was on live. Um... Sorry, I didn't respond, but I wanted to talk to you. No, I've, I've been. Uh, yeah, an eye on mommy's it. been responding. You appreciate the comments. That's fine. Well, let me, let me turn that. Hello.
so much. Y'all are the best.